the Beer with Friends podcast is pre-recorded in the D2R studios. Is it intended for an audience of 21 and older? Please drink responsibly and stay hydrated. Welcome to the Beer with Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Eric the Beer Father, back for another fun-filled adventure of craft beer drinking. We are... I'm Eric, I'm one of your leaders. <laughs> you want to enter Dauntless here? Yeah. Whoa, that was loud. Hello. Um, we are joined by a special guest tonight, uh, but before we get to him, well, let's introduce the normal cast of characters. First we have Chuck... The beaver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does Chucky from Child's Play. I'm Chucky. Wanna play? (laughs) (laughs) That's the best one so far. That's awesome. And then uh, next to him is, of course, Dennis Monchichi. I will not get drawn into another financial debate with you, Dennis. I really... (laughs) Wow. And then uh, sitting at the far end of the table in the cheap seats... Is uh, Chad, aka Doc Hops, aka the Beer Whisperer. (laughs) Oh, that's horrific. Hey, everybody. And then, of course, sitting across from me is Ryan, the Beer Ninja. You just meant to focus to slow my heart right now. (laughs) What are you doing? There you (laughs) go. So tonight we have a special episode. Uh, we are joined by the uh, owner and head brewmaster from a new local brewery, uh, Off Off Kilter Brewing, out of South Beloit. Uh, Jim is here. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me in. Everybody, I'll see you later. Ciao, Dave. Wow, you even gave him a drop. Yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. We came across your beer about three episodes ago, I'd say, and. Uh, we were kind of, I don't know, bewildered and surprised because I hadn't heard word one about your place, number one, and uh, Ryan just shows up with this beer, and we drank it, and it was it was good. It was tasty. Oh, do ya. Oh, do ya. Yeah. Yeah, that's our summer seasonal. Yeah, it, it reminded me of my uh, in-laws who are very uh, Norwegian, and the oofda and the oh yeah and all that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so as soon as I saw that, I was like, I got to pick some of this up next time we... Uh, have a family gathering over there so um yeah it was definitely a, a good beer and we were we were peaked right away we wanted to know more so uh jim actually reached out to us and uh left us a voicemail he did so what's that voicemail number ryan uh 321-413-5300 that's how easy it is folks just reach out to us you know we're more than willing to talk to you answer any questions and maybe even have you on the show which is what's happening now yeah. so uh, thanks for reaching out to us, Jim. We're glad to have you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the craft beer and uh, and uh, what uh, what your plan is for your brewery, I guess. I mean, give it, give us a little back history. Yeah, sure. And again, thanks for having me on here. And uh, really looking forward to having some fun tonight. Yeah. And um, 
I guess uh, this is a good fit for me because anytime I sit down and have beer, <laughs> well, they, they can't complain about that right. and talk about beer. And uh, I've always told that I have the perfect face for radio. <laughs> so this is that works for pretty a lot good of for all of us. Yeah, all <laughs> of us Only a mother could love. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, you're hideous. So uh, I actually started uh, brewing. Um, as a, as a home brewer uh, over 15 years ago. Um, I don't even remember exactly how long. But back then, the, uh, the the craft market in this area was really very selective. And, and you know, I, I'm more of a... I was enjoying, like, the stouts and some other things. And it was even hard to find a consistent place where you could find something like Guinness. Right. And uh, so I like the stouts and the Oktoberfest and... Good luck ever trying an Octo- trying to find an Oktoberfest around here. Um, so I started brewing just to try my sand. I was curious how the process worked, but also to brew some things that I, I really like. And I remember at the time thinking, as much as I love Oktoberfest, would it be cool to have it in the house year-round if I wanted? <laughs> <laughs> so I started that way, and um, just as the years evolved and... and uh, I got different exposure to different people. One of the the classic things that goes on at, at our house is, is we've got a, a nice outdoor bar and there's a pool area and and a lot of other things. That so every year we have at least a couple parties. We kick off the party at the beginning of the year with the Kentucky Derby, and I've got beers on tap out there and the bar out there and people come. You know, with the, we have the contests and they have the big <laughs> the hats and I've got my nice bowler that I wear and. And that's how we open the the bar each year, and and um, one of the things I try to do there each year is, is serve a beer that I've never made before. Cool. So it kind of works out. And then at the end of the year, we have an October the last official party is an Oktoberfest party, nice. which starts the weekend at Oktoberfest kicks off, and, and we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of drinking games we play. We have a pumpkin chunkin contest. I've got a big old trebuchet that I launch them into the backfield behind where I live. Um, and uh, so, so I'm, I'm the current hold uh, record holder at 673 feet. Holy shit. <laughs> so, you get to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I call shenanigans, yeah. You, know, you get a year-round practice. You have a that, trebuchet so. that everybody has to use the same one? Well, no, everybody I, builds their own. Everyone has to bring their own. Uh, device, yeah. And I, I volunteered that, uh, you know, if you have it done, I'll be more than willing to go and pick it up and bring it before the party. And I've got one friend I call a huge pussy because he says, "Oh, I could build something better," and oh, but he never does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pussy. Challenge Show your mouth. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so, and 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 so these parties kind of grow a life of their own, and and people hear about them, and and uh, and we get more people, and and over the years, different people who have owned restaurants or, or different things have. Uh, reached out to me and, and or, you know, said, "Hey, I had this here, and I really like to to serve this, either you know, a restaurant or, or whatever." So, after a number of years, as I started going down the process of of getting my, you know, the federal permits, um, all the licenses, and and everything to to brew my own, and which is not a a quick task. You don't wake up and say you're going to do this, and a week later you have all your permits. Right, it was, right. It was a good uh, about 13 or 14 month process. 
and we're um, talking about the government, right? Yeah, I'm that's fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, and they actually they were helpful. This, <laughs> this is the, T, the the federal level that you work at is a TTB, which used to be a level of the ATF. It's okay. yeah. alcohol, tra- yep. tobacco, and trade bureau. And they're actually very helpful and very nice and, okay. and very accommodating. So it was really kind of neat, neat experience, but it just took forever. You know, I uh, I was able to completely build my brewery and uh, get it decked out, and still have months and months to wait on my paperwork. <laughs> oh, wow, good grief! <laughs> so I've so always noticed that when people say a brewery is kind of open, it seems like you can almost add six months to that because by the time they figure out the paperwork involved, um, it it seems like it takes that long to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. And so right now, let's say I had mentioned we are going to be uh, just a little under 200 barrels capacity the first year. We we are in a number of restaurants in the area and at Everett's Liquor, where I believe mm-hmm. one of you yep, picked yep. up the beer. I found it, yeah. That was kind of an afterthought and a, and a flaw in my business plan, which actually has been pretty solid. You know, once you start executing the reality, you sometimes wonder. But the initial plan was to just make uh, four beers, two year-round and two seasonal, and I can get into a little bit more of that. And then the, uh, and, to, and to get maybe two or three uh, places to eat that are strong craft beer places to serve it to help me get a good feel for, for the type of beers that are accepted in this area. Mine are a little bit more unique because they're rather hot-focused, they're more malt-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me. Which there's kind of a push to that kind of uh, focus, it seems like. I guess I'm in the vanguard. You're starting starting the push because I've noticed there's been a lot more breweries that have tried different maltier presences. I mean, there's so many hoppy beers out there that people are just doing it to to do something different. Yeah, and and the the trick there is is you you want it malty. You want the malt to have a presence, but you don't want it to be sweet. You still got to balance it, and and that's where the trick is. And the recipe's... That I have have been years and years of tweaking and getting feedback. I can't say it's critical to have friends that aren't afraid to give honest feedback yeah. because I don't need someone oh, yeah. kissing my ass. No. You, know, no, you, you don't no, want that. Yeah. It doesn't help you any, yeah. does it? So, oh, as I was saying on my business model, so I'm thinking, okay, this is good. And I, I was able to establish, you know, uh, three restaurants fair, relatively quick to serve. And I started getting these reach outs through Facebook and messaging and stuff. Where can I buy this? I'm like, well, no, we, we didn't want to do too much. <laughs> too soon. Do, do that. And I was trying to stay away from bottling as much. I wanted to do as much on tap. I, I always believe that craft beer is best out of tap. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I kept getting hammered and hammered. And then the manager at Everett's actually reached out to me and said he had the one eyed Jack. And That's actually what we're drinking right now. So, <laughs> And it's a cream ale. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should notice it's it's a blend of, of a few things in there, but there's some corn in there. Yeah, you can smell the corn. And I've, got a, I've actually got a, a special malt in there, which I never tell anyone. But it's, um, it, it adds a little bit of uh, biscuity aroma and, and flavor to it. It's totally crushable. I so this, this, this is my best seller. Yeah. And it's a great session beer. Mm-hmm. It truly is a great mm-hmm. session beer. This is the most drinkable beer I would classify. Oh yeah, easily. And um, it just it it's uh, sold. You know, Fibs carries it. There it sounds like they're going to go to on tap. 
Um, they're expanding their tap space. Okay. But you can get it in a number of areas, actually. As, but I'll give fibs because they're close here, uh, real yeah. gratuitous. <laughs> they got good food, too. Yeah, and you can get it on you can get it in bottles also at uh, Grand Avenue Pub. They carry all, all the lines I have available now. Okay. But um, so... Anyways, I, I carry two year round. This is one year round, and the other one here is is a whoops Schweidman, which um, I brought a couple bottles there for you to sample. That's a pre-prohibition lager. Um, so some people wonder what that is and what what it isn't. Um, compared to the lagers now, this is going to be a little bit more full, more than a little bit, but it's going to be a fuller. You're going to notice a bigger mouth feel. You're going to notice a lot more flavor. It's going to be a really dry crisp finish but you're going to excuse me notice a uh, pronounced hop spiciness on the finish also it's it's really neat that's not going to be a beer for everyone but it's a good seller it's it's one i really enjoy because i like the, the the little bit of of not really bite but what comes you know it's, it's a neat beer and okay. and that one that one runs a little bit higher uh alcohol content that runs about five and a half percent and then here is one I started doing test marketing in March, and it's a brown ale. And this one here has a lot Ryan's of intrigued. <laughs> yeah, this one's got a lot of shit going on, you know. And uh, where where something like the one I jack here, you can get some crossover folks that are mm. more mainline type lager oh, drinkers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they'll generally take this, no. the Schweidman. But this here is going to be more for your your hardcore. Uh, uh, craft drinkers, you're going to notice a lot of things. You're going to notice licorice. You're going to notice caramel. You're going to notice uh, pine notes, um, coffee. There's just a lot going on in there, and uh, it's it's really neat. I haven't even come up with a name yet. I've I've toyed around with the name Bella Brown Ale, and and I haven't developed uh, had any labels developed for it or anything yet, but. Um, it's really been received surprisingly well. This is one of them that I brewed, and I thought, well, this will be something that I can enjoy, but people aren't going <laughs> to like yeah. And around the time I brewed this, Everett's had a craft beer festival. Yeah. And so that was the first place I took it, and I was actually pouring it out of a corny keg, which I don't know if you guys know what those are. but Yeah. Um, pouring it out of one of those with a tapper, and... and you know, granted, you're selective on who you give it to. If someone's a straight lager, a light drinker, and, and they're having problems choking this down, you're not going to give them that. No. no. So it, it really was received well. So that was probably a little bit longer explanation. No, no, no. no. So, you're so I'll let you ask me some questions no, the instead best of me taking over the show. The best part about <laughs> having somebody like you here that knows more about your beer than we do is we get to drink it while you tell us about yeah, it. it works. Yeah, and I don't get to drink any. No, but you bring up a really good point. And I think we've had this discussion on the podcast numerous times is that, you know, you have to have a gateway beer. I like that term. I'm going to use that. Because, again, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you want to get someone their foot in the door. So you give them the one-eyed jack, and it's like it's crushable. It's not one way or the other. It's just easy drinking and delicious. And then that opens your door to that or that or that. So, no, it's good because we've commented there's a few local brewers that they don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. to where it's just their own personal preference. And, you know, you need to have, uh, again, a gateway beer to get... Well, I like, you know, Miller Lite, and I like this. Okay, have this. See if you like it. Oh, that's really good. Okay, if you like that, then try this. 
Yeah. And it just keeps going from there. So now you've got someone then that's in the door yeah. you like. And if you notice, I'm kind of controlling the order and how you guys do it. And you're yeah. doing it the way I would if we were at a tasting or whatever. Yeah. Start start with the uh, one-eyed jack. And then if I had like the O'Dewey or something like that, I'd go to that and then to the Schweidman. And, of course, I'm saving this for last because yeah. it does have a nice spice. It's uh, it, it's just it, it's less disruptive to the palate. Yeah. That's one of the things I say. I talk a little bit about the O'Dewey, which is my spring, summer, seasonal. So my, uh, my fall seasonal is, of course, an Oktoberfest. And I'm I'm happy. Sorry, I am. I, I, I know you're going to call me an arrogant SOB, but that was a labor of love in developing it. Many many years and 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 you know every there's so many save some for me. So the you know there's so many different palate types and likings across uh, the spectrum for beer, and I've really got uh, I think got a good one that I, I don't know how it did, but it seems to make it across a lot of those palates. It's it's a really multi Oktoberfest, which Oktoberfest is multi to begin yes. with, and it fits right into the wheelhouse of what I'm targeting. Um, but it, again, it's not sweet, and it's got a great aroma. It's kind of uh, it's got a, a real biscuity kind of uh, bready type aroma, and it comes through on the palate a little bit. It doesn't sit heavy on your tongue. It does still finish dry. It's a great. I mean, it's great, and it's. Uh, it's a uh, uh, higher alcohol than most Oktoberfest. This one runs about six three, so we sit around uh, usually after the pumpkin chunking contest for safety reasons. <laughs> and uh, one of the, one of our favorite games are hammer schlagen. You guys ever heard of hammer yes, schlagen? Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the one they play up at uh, Darkness, right? Is that what the nail in the wood? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. One so, swing. One yes. swing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so, I didn't, I've never called it that. We used to play it at work, <laughs> but we don't play for money. We do opposite hands. Okay, you know, so so we got a thirteen or fourteen rules, and, and we've modified a few of them. But you know, you got you got a, a peen hammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to strike it on the peen side, not a ball peen, but a rick. yeah. It's a, I use we use a five pound ball, so you got to flip it and catch it. And then, you know, you drop it, you drink, you right. whiff, you drink. Although if you hit the nail, you get to. It's, well, see, I outer instinct. You can't point. You just, <laughs> you know, no first names. Okay. You know all that. Okay. Well, of course, the, my my personal favorite rule number one, which catches all, is you know rule number one says. Well, the rules say you will you will drink if rule number one you are acting like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, that's right. Up our avenue. <laughs> so you know that it goes through all the lists, but you know you. The stump is sacred. You don't put anything on there. People love to put the hammer on the, on the stump. <laughs> oh, you drink right there. So here's a question about Oktoberfest with you. When do you traditionally release, or will you release your Oktoberfest? The end of the end of August. Okay. So um, it's next weekend. Okay. I'm starting my my brewing of the Oktoberfest. Only because we've seen it earlier and earlier yeah, yeah. and earlier. Yeah, it's kind of like year. Christmas, but yeah. So. Oktoberfest typically starts yeah, in Germany. Over, it's in September. It's September. It's in September. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's yes. second week in September. Or something. And, yeah. and I, I, I'm th- figuring maybe get my Oktoberfest out three weeks before then. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like the whole thing with Christmas at stores and that though that you know because everyone else <laughs> is doing it, you don't want to lose out. Right. On, on, you know, people get tired. So so it's a 
a catch-all, but I'm more of a, a traditionalist. But so it'll. What I'll do is is I'll brew it next uh, next weekend. Nice. <coughs> Excuse me, and it'll sit in the fermenters for probably just about two weeks, and uh, then I'll I'll move it over to the aging tanks, and and there I let it sit for a good six five six weeks. Okay. Um, one of the things that the commercial breweries don't do it. It's done in the craft craft. Uh, Side and, and I really accentuate that is I let the beer sit on the yeast a, a long time and and or I, I you know they filter it out it's about mass production they filter right. the yeast out and they pump it through but one of the care one of the constant feedbacks I always get with my beer is how smooth it is mm-hmm. and it doesn't have that really harsh finish and and there's two reasons for that is is the balance that I use between the malts and the hops and then also the uh, how you how letting the yeast stay in there for you know I don't even take mine out mine is unfiltered and some people do that some don't in the right. craft side but the yeast does really provide a nice aging and, and mellowing that really makes a big difference and for um, the Oktoberfest that's just awesome and one of the things that's really uh, that we like to do is you know at, at the parties and even when I'm just drinking it at home we've got the big steins at the October <laughs> sweet so you fill it all the way up and I I serve it at about 35 degrees which oh that's too cold yeah. but you start there and you drink that and and as it goes down it continues to warm and it's interesting how the profile sweet. changes yeah. nice and my brother who's not a huge beer drinker just fell in love with it and he says it keeps changing, and I love each each change. So it's just kind of a neat experience. That's you know? awesome. For me, that's it's really part of how the brewing got is it's it's being around friends, sharing stories. Yes. Uh, the parties. Uh, oh yeah. People come over. We sit in front of the fire and talk sports yeah. and, and drink beer and what. So we got a fireplace out by the bar, and so my brother-in-law and I will sit out there by the bar bitching about the local sports teams or whatever. <laughs> See, he, I grew up in Wisconsin. He grew up in Illinois, so he bitches about the Bears. I bitch about the Bucks <laughs> and the Brewers. Okay. And, uh, no snappers? Don't bitch about the snappers? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can tell because the Those entire time you've been snappers. sitting here telling this, you've had a grit in your face because, again, it's been about yeah. the people that are around. Yeah. You, know, you know, hey, when we do this... We, we do the ball, you know, the the hack, hack and shock, yeah, and that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But again, I mean, that's the whole thing is that you lose that. I think the bigger you get in some ways, that you yeah. don't have that personal mm-hmm. sitting across from you know beer ninja over here, and like <laughs> you said, you know, that whole it changes with each sip that I yeah. have because you get that the more you have these yeah. beers and you lose that. I think the yeah. more that you have the the mass produced ones. I yeah. think so. And anybody that comes visits me, and that's what I say, like you're sitting by the fire, your beer glass is empty, there's just a few steps away is a tapper, you can pour another Sweet. one. Sweet. Oh, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too far, um, we're on beer number two, and we haven't talked about beer number one. Oh. Oh. So we did. Sorry. Sorry. That's Big all right. We do. I was enjoying everything you were saying. So exactly. We're gonna get. We're gonna get right on top of that. Um, Ryan pulled out of his own private stash. Yeah. Um, the one I jack. The one I jack that was mentioned earlier, which is a cream ale, very uh, big corn aroma for sure. Um, I caught it right off the bat, and you mentioned that biscuit, and I caught that more in the flavor than I did in the yeah. aroma. Um, it was a little sweeter than I would normally like. But I could see myself, you know, combining it with the right kind of meal, um, just because I'm not a big cream meal kind of person. 
but I do like the fact that it's out there and available and something different to try. So, be a definite um, change-up beer if we were doing a hop night and uh, you needed something to... Back us up to lunch Yeah, reduce your palate and get your palate back on track because it would would totally uh, take a left turn from where you were at if you were doing a, a bunch of hoppy beers, so... Um, what's everybody think of it? I'll, I'll go first. Uh, just because of the style, I gave it a three and a quarter. It was, it was good taste, but it's just not my style. So, um, not something I would uh, seek out, but not something I'd turn down either. So, three and a half. It was almost a little. There's a little tart in there. Just a just a little twang there, and I actually liked that. To be honest with you, and to be honest, I would. Shania. I would. Yes. <laughs> I would drink it. It. <laughs> I would drink it sweating. You know, yeah. It, honestly, I mean, outside, hotter than hell. It would. I would yeah, absolutely. I would murder that. I would absolutely murder it. You know, the six pack would be gone in a second for sure. That would, beer. Yeah, it would go down very well hot. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I'm always hot, nice but line, bro. am I? Yep. Um, I said it before. I'll say it. Again. This is crushable. I I like it. It's not too sweet because you're exactly right. Some they have that almost too sweet aftertaste to it, and which it just gets. Yeah. I don't like. I didn't get that so much with this. No. I said, I, if you didn't see, I crushed mine. I was kind of like looking to see if there was a second no, bottle, bottle of bottle. it. Yeah. I really liked it. I don't know that I brought you. No, no, it's all good. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. I really liked it. I will go out of my way to find this because, again, I'll, it's one of those sitting on my front porch. Yeah. It's, you know, 75, 80 degrees outside. You get it nice and chilled. And next thing you know, three bottles in, I'm like, shit, okay. So, I like it a lot. I gave it a four and a half, a four point two five. Oh wow! I did. I really, I really like this. This beer. is Genesis kind of beer, so I'm not it surprised. Is. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, you talk about drinkable and yeah. and how you're doing things. Are you guys familiar with the Sternworth Privilege? Mm-hmm. No. So it's it's in the it's it's commonly observed by breweries, but been uh, modified. Sternworth privilege is the people that are working at the brewery or come to get oh, yeah. visit get free access to all the beer they want. Are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. He said, I'll, my, name, my name is Munchie Chi. <laughs> <laughs> you need a taste test. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, so the major breweries, because of legal issues, now just give beer out at the end of the week that yeah. craft breweries still let them drink all along. But so when Jim's in the brewery brewing, this is one of them that you, you know, I, and I'll start up uh, on a good Saturday morning. I'll start up and and uh, at nine in the morning with 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 one of these. Nice. And my brother-in-law will come over and help me every now and then. Now this is this is freaking funny. So. Um, my wife will usually bring me breakfast or something because she knows if I'm drinking on an empty stomach for <laughs> two brewing sessions, it, right. it, uh, <laughs> it could be a mess. <laughs> but, uh, so, so he 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 loves the Sternworth privilege. Well, the last time he was over, um, I brought some stuff to eat, but it was about eleven o'clock ish, and I said, "Do you want me to?" I said, "I'm going to go grab a soda. Do you want me to grab you?" And he says, "No, I I don't." Drink soda in the morning as he's throwing down some beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. so, guy's got his priorities straight. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> uh, I know you're doing the review, so I'll stop. Right no, there. no. Yeah, we need to enact that, I think, here at the uh, Sternworth Privilege. Yeah, yes. it's enacted. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. So for me, that, that beer would be the one I jack would be one where there's two different times I would drink it. One, 
Uh, if I'm eating food, I actually typically have found I don't like strong beers when I'm eating food. The cream ales are very good. They actually you know go well with many types of food. And that or I drink it ice cold is my first beer for the night. So I love three seven five. We'll change your like opinion it. on strong beers and with food with this one right here. I'm not saying I just like all the <laughs> it's, no, right. Now we got a flavor of the uh, challenge accepted. Flavor of the if I'm a meal, you know, no. like a, a big meal, I typically don't like to have a big beer when I'm drinking yeah. that meal. Oh, totally. Because then it, the meal typically affects the the taste of the beer to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the cream ales are great for that. Yeah. yeah like and that's that one. that's, that's one thing I really enjoy doing is is different. Depending, you talked about the parties and 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 everything, and so I do something new. And so the food that we serve at the parties, we try to pair it with whatever the new, the new new style, whatever it is that we're trying to, to go with. So, what did you give it to? Three and a half. Three seven five. Oh, three, seven, five. You're welcome. I'm bringing this one up. I give it a four. Oh, thank you. I give it a four. Nice. Yeah. And I don't do all the other shit. I just like I just like the beer. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Right. So, so you're not going to say, oh, I like, uh, I like oh, how the grain accents yeah, itself. It yeah. must have <laughs> been from the grains yeah. of shit. Yeah. In 2015, yeah. before the rains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can give you a few podcasts if you really want to break the beers yeah. down that often. Oh, yeah. We seem to try to have more fun with it. I mean, we talk about them a little bit. We do. But not to the point of uh, taking them under a microscope. Uh, in our mouth or anything no, like that. We're so. pretty good at we're pretty good at picking out the hops <coughs> yeah. on your on your in your hop profiles there, yeah. and yeah we're we're not terrible with that and whatnot but so we're on the the Schweidman mm-hmm. here and that's what it's called and this I've I've got uh, on one side of my family Swiss German uh, this heritage. has that same malt in it doesn't it and. And I'm just you're, you're you're hiding malt, right? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll explain this okay. whole thing to you. <laughs> All right. So so Schweidman, Schweidman comes from my Swiss German heritage, and it just means go big. And so this, if you guys have, have been sipping it, it's it's it's, it's clearly a lager. Yeah. You can tell me that. But um, it's 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 different than than the the typical commercial lagers, or even something like a Sam Adams yeah. or something, which I think it's is a very good craft uh, uh, lager. And I'll explain this. So this is pre-prohibition, um, and and how this deviates. I'll explain how it deviates from something like maybe a Budweiser or Miller or something versus the Sam Adams. So you guys must be familiar with the German purity laws. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So as the immigrants were starting to migrate over here, um, and and they the, the the hunger was still to continue to build uh, to do lagers. Prior to that, things were typically ales, and they were porters, and a lot of them too. And and all the beers, a porter is one I'm not a huge fan of. I'll drink it, but I, but I love stouts, so so I can go deeper. But it's just that middle. I don't know what it is. There's a couple though. There's a couple out there. Pigeon porters, damn good. I heard there's some coconut stouts out there that are pretty good. Yeah, there's yes. some that are good too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, anyways, as they came to the U.S. and they were starting to go with the lagers, you know, the the two the the typical uh, barley's were here, but um, not as relevant to come by. The the most common grain here was corn, which kind of deviates uh, from the German purity laws. So they started incorporating corn, and it, and that's one of the things you smell in there is the corn, with the type of the uh, the the two roll uh, grains that I have in there, and then there's 
there's there's arguments on on the type of hops, but with this I go with noble hops, which goes back to the European and and, and, and the German heritage, which most of the commercial brewers now are using rice or very light corn, and they're using American hops, and there's nothing wrong with American hops, but the noble hops have a certain spiciness yes. and aroma and notes to them that I really like and I think comes out in here. So I th- I'm guessing what you're noticing, everybody is different, kind of the, the between the, the hop aroma and the corn, it's it's right. creating a mixture that, that, that you're sensing. So, so that's a history there, and, and because of the heavy use of corn as opposed to, like Budweiser, I, I don't think currently uses any corn at all. Rice. It's all rice. rice. Yeah, all rice. Yeah. Which will give people headaches rice. when they switch over to it. And it creates yeah. a very light body, you know, the yeah. mouthfeel of this, where Miller and Coors will use some corn in there, yeah, but it's right. a lot... Uh, it's a, quite a bit different, though. So what's sweet. the, uh, what's the ABV on this one? Clock this one's going to run about five and a half. Okay. This one is not currently untapped, but it will be in about two seconds here. <laughs> That's why I'm asking these questions. Is this one not untapped? No, it is right uh, now. I saw that they have found it. It's credited to me that yeah, I don't. Schweiderman <laughs> is off kilter. No. Yes, it is. Um, I just I checked it in, by the way. Schweidman. Schweidman. Check it in. It just did it. Oh, I put, there's, a, there's I put no an extra C. letter in there. Lager. North American. I put an R. I had Schweider, man. Did you choose? I do love um, Brown Schweider. Did you choose your your art yourself, or I you have a... I wish that. that I could say that I had uh, artistic creativity. The closest to my creativity is how I screw around with beers and, okay. and, and brew. So there is uh, a guy out of Rockford that runs Manifesto Graphics. That uh, another gratuitous plug. Yes, by all means. <laughs> um, Brad does a very good job, and he he does all my artwork. Um, and you know, for the labels, the promotional stuff. If you go to some. Like if you're at Everett's, I don't. Know, did you see the sign that said, "Do you know this stuff is made of stone's throw from here?" And it shows the different beer. Mm-hmm. Brad did all those type of things. And the nice thing is, we're trying to keep it a theme across mm-hmm. all. This one's going to be a little bit of a challenge. And the way I work with Brad, it's it's just Brad is just my graphic designer. He, he doesn't do my printing or anything like that. And I will add that. Everything I do with the brewery, I try to do as local as possible. Yeah, so that's my cool. bot- like my bottles come out of Good. Milwaukee. Um, I was going to get. I've been getting my kegs out west, and I found a place in Green Bay that does it. And now they just saw they went out of business, so I won't be able to use them. <laughs> now. But my grains are, are are within a few hours of here that I pick up. Um, you know, so a lot of the stuff, all the stuff that I use in my printer, they're out of Milwaukee. Brad's out of Rockford. Okay, um, but. I can sit down. So if you look at the the Schweidman, yeah. yeah. So Brad and I bicycle. sit down, and although my favorite label is still One Eyed Jack, I don't okay. care what anyone yeah. says. It's really cool. Um, but the for Schweidman, Schweidman was the closest he took to to the direct. <laughs> this one's right on the end. Sorry, you see the label. That's right. You know. <laughs> so. I got to tell you, is Spats is there at the I've pack. watched it a lot of different places where we go out and and they're drinking from the bottle, and everybody's always picking the who's themselves. Who's and who's nice, nice. <laughs> and, and uh, sorry to pigeonhole you, man. I saw some guys the other night. You know, you've got the the Captain Morgan, whatever. Oh, yeah. So now they're I see it. people ordering this. <laughs> 
That's a sign that you've arrived. Is when they're, <laughs> yes, they're putting their hand over their eye for a patch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, lost tra- oh, so the, the label. So I'll sit down. Brad and I sat down and and I'll say, okay, we talked about the beers and some of the the, the motivation and what and like with the one eye Jack. Or I'm sorry, not the one eye Jack. The the Schweidman, I remember talking to him, saying, "No, this is pre-prohibition, and and this is really kind of talks a little bit about what I'm going for is this the older style the way it is, but I am changing up a few things and and taking some liberties." But um, I said, "The thing I said, but, well, I, I won't go down that path, but take too long." <laughs> but what I said is, like I said, when I, when I think of Schweidman, I'm thinking of things like. Back in, in before prohibition, we're talking handlebar mustaches, right. the big yeah. wheeled bicycles, women in the big long, fl- nice. and then I just give him these word images. Yeah, he gets your feelings for them, and, and, and he comes up with that. Whereas the one I Jack, you know, I was telling him, you know, that one I don't have as much. Maybe a nautical or, or something. I gave him some ideas, and he came back with a couple things, and and this one was with the patch. And he kind of maybe still feel it somewhat nautical or whatever, but. I looked at it and I'm just like, That's this is one. killer. Nice. Yeah, and they're sitting around. They're sitting around a barrel too, aren't they? Yeah. Well, or is the table? Yeah, they all have. They have oh them. yes, yeah, I'll have yes, yes, yes. And see, and and Brad does stuff like uh, he takes into consideration. I've got a brown bottle, and, and he adds the shadowing so that it mm-hmm. blends. Blends. It really gives it a really it nice. Pops where it needs to pop. Yeah, well, I was gonna say you have to have it to where it's memorable, to where it's not yeah. a forgettable label. It's something to where oh, that's one of the guy with the patch. Or that's the guy of the the big bike or something yeah. like that. We've talked yes. about this in the past. I think one of the reasons you gravitated towards it when you saw it in the first place was because it's the whole idea of um, you know visually you know what we call um, uh, label buy. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it popped for you. You saw something well, yes. unique and interesting, and I picked it, it up. And I was looking at your interest enough to make you yeah. want to grab one and take a look at it. And then I was when I saw saw the light, I was like. Even better. Yeah, you got to try. You know, and that's, to. that's one of the things. That, that's the other thing I did tell Brad is I said, you know, you look at these, some of these, and they're so highly polished and cool and and look professionally done. I said, I don't want something that looks so professionally done. I want it to look cool, right, and neat, but I want it to look more like rustic or whatever. And yeah, well, and then, another thing that caught me. Because they all have like a logo. This has every beer's name. That's, that's so oh, unique to have I, to have customized crowds. Yeah, I pay for that. Yeah, I bet. Brilliant idea. And so uh, that that was ninety nine percent of the when Brad has an idea or I have an idea and he says I don't think you want to do that. Blah blah blah. I go with what he wants. And this was one of the few things where it went my way and. It, and if Brad, you ever listen, I'm sorry, but I was right this time. One, <laughs> one, you're you're looking at it from the cool th- perspective, but the reason I put it on there and I get this uh, from the bartenders that serve the the bottles is a lot of them have down in coolers, in ice, yeah. or not not even in ice, but they'll just sit in in, in refrigerated coolers, yeah. and you're looking down and you're looking at oh, all true. these bottles. And, and you can look the one the cap the yellow on the cap yeah. kind of and then you get the name so so then it's sitting there pulling and pulling trying to figure out right. which true. one's which because how many times we've been to a place and people are like or they're pulling up they're looking they're looking they're looking yeah. or it's in a cooler and you're trying to no and and I get a lot of compliments that way and and plus the the coolness you know right yeah. the 
you just verified exactly what one of my goals was is that two things you need to get someone to pick up the bottle and the, and and one of the reasons I'm staying local is because the fact that I'm local it gets that increases my chances of getting the bottle picked up mm-hmm. right. the second thing is 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 the label is the eye catcher to get them to yeah. look at it anyways so you know you get them to pick it up and then it's like okay let's try it if you get the person to the point that let's try it then it's up to me is yeah. the product good yeah and and when I started into this you know you you can do as much research with friends and and out in the public that you want but until it starts until you get it out there you don't know right but you need to try to control the variables as much as you can. I want at least to be able to get the folks an interest to try it. Well, you got to get a name started first. And like you said, that's the way to do it locally to begin with is to get that eye candy, that first initial, hey, we'll give it a whirl and try. Yeah. And then once you've developed that core base, then word starts to get out from that core yeah. basis. Hey, have you tried it? It's the one that has the bike on the front. What? Ryan's, Ryan's a perfect example of this whole experiment because he was a semi-craft beer drinker when we started this, you know, almost a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, what what was the big milestone you hit recently? Was it a 1,000? No, I mean, I'm nearing it. I will by the end of summer. But we've, he's been, he's, he's had, he's had, what, 800 and something different kinds of beer at this point? And mainly because of the podcast? So for him to seek out, you know, a, a beer just based upon look alone just to, to examine it is is key enough because do you feel like when you go to the liquor store now a lot of times you're just like had it had it had it yeah, i look for tried it you know things yeah certain you're always movies, looking for something new of beer now. <laughs> so to, to find something new is good but it, yeah these two types of beers that we've had so far have been the kind of beers where if even if you are a curious craft beer drinker um that wants to try new things all the time. Everybody has those staples that they go back to, and if you can find something local that fits your beer style, then it's always better to have that because a you know it's going to be fresh. Yes, yes. And b helps. you're helping somebody in the community, so that's a perfect It's always better tonight. for us to to support those. We've always been big on you know going to local bars, drinking local beer um, as best as possible. And when we say local, I'm I'm considering basically Illinois, Wisconsin because of yeah. our location. Yeah. You know, so I can't just, you know, limit it to our county or, you know, even our state even. It seems like, you know, anytime we can do anything when we go on trips to Wisconsin or, you know, we we try to make sure it's local first and then the rest later. And not to say that I would I would turn down something new from out of town in order to drink something local that I've had before, but if there's something local that I haven't had before, I'd probably turn down the out-of-town, out-of-state beer. I'm confused. Out-of-town, <laughs> <laughs> out-of-state, would, uh, would you or wouldn't you? What? Huh? Huh? What? Who? Who? Oh, jeez. So, anyway. Yes. No, but you make a good valid. point about, you know, freshness, because what did you just do tonight before we showed up here? There was yeah, a, there was I a, turned down a local beer. There was a local was beer, and the first thing he did... Days old. It's not he, 60 days old. He, 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 lifted, and it he looked at the and he was like, and no. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yes. That was canned. Yes. yes. You could do way 
way, yeah. way worse. And it was a damn good beer. And it you, is. you let it rot and did not savor. I should have. You said, didn't save it. Listen to it all the, all the way over yeah. here. All the way over here. Yes, I know. What, so, what does well, everybody rate this lager? Yes. Tell me all about the lager. We're going to go the opposite direction this time. Four. Mm-hmm. We're going to. Oh, you cheater. No, that's what I gave it on Untapped. Okay. I rated it an hour ago. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chad's Chad's dying over there too. Come on, three seven five. That's pretty much is. I mean, four is pretty much my say uh, glass ceiling for loggers. I mean, it's just so it's kind of like yeah. kind of like rating women. You know, you you never give out a, a more than a nine because there's always one. <laughs> well, we've had I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> you know what? So I just screwed up. Uh oh. Because I'm sure my wife's going to be listening to this. Uh-huh. Edit. Edit this, Ryan. She's a 10. She's a 10. I was on uh, WBL. They interviewed me. And they were asking about how I got going. And one of the things I talked about... This will cover me. Okay. um, (laughs) I talked about, you know, one of... I was... You know, it's it's hard to to get... To to sustain and and get a brewery going or probably most businesses while... you're not seeing any progress, and she was the motivating factor and the oh, one that kept nice. encouraging me. And yes, you can do this, do this. And and she was there, and she's always and still is looking for ways to help me, so that in the brewery and 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 you know she's. We need more women to to uh, support craft beer movement. When are you going to name a beer after her? The you know that's that's a good point. And that that should be like that. The epitome. It's like you know because of you. Here's your beer. That that you know, a pro- not this one, but the next one probably will be awesome. So and you know, it's you know the the old expression. I always heard it twist. You know, they have an old, the, the old expression is behind every successful man stands his his wife. When I grew up, you always saw it stands his wife telling him he's wrong, <laughs> and, and that's what we grew up where, where that is. You know, and, and that's used, kind of what I thought. But my wife has really proved that wrong. Awesome. So hopefully, then maybe. When after you pre- preview it with her, obviously, maybe preview it with us. Sure, you know I'll, I'll come back when I get my Oktoberfest ready to go and let oh, you guys. Oh, I'm looking forward that. to that. So okay, I'm, I'm going to rate it. Yes, um, <laughs> 3.75. Sorry, 3.7. I, I liked it a lot. I'm the I, same. I like the spice on the back end. To be honest, exactly. With you. Yeah. 3.75. I'll diverge, divulge a little bit on the flavor of the beer. Um, I thought I liked the. The cleanness of the lager better than the cream. The cream was just a little too, I don't want to say murky because it wasn't, it wasn't muddled or messy flavors, but it just, I like the smoother lager profile than the, than the like thicker, creamier taste of the cream ale. It's just my personal preference. So 375 for this one. I would definitely grab this one before the one before, but that's, that's just a personal preference more yeah, than anything. Too. Usually, I like the spice. Yeah, I like the spice. And this lager, to me, you know, uh, uh, besides not having the right kind, the only thing to me that this lager misses to turn it into a saison is the right kind of yeast, because it was a lot like a saison, but in a lager format. Yeah, yeah. It didn't have that same like Belgian yeast characteristic that you always get in saisons. So. Bananas and cloves. And so beer. I'm gonna this next beer we try. I'm really gonna be interested in in your frank opinion. Okay. Because when I started brewing this, um, one of my concerns was it was gonna get muddy and and murky with all gotcha. the flavors. And by my own opinion, when it was first new, when it was before it really aged, that's exactly, in my opinion, where it was. But I I 
I feel it's changed, and I hope it's not because I get. Is this used the to first it. batch of it, or is this uh, is this one of your? Or is this, this like the second, second, or third, the second, second batch? Okay, but um, you know, same recipe. I didn't I didn't modify it because it changed. Ooh. Nice. This one I pulled off tap. I didn't have time to bottle some of the special ones, so you want a lot? I got plenty here. Yeah, we can do a lot. This is going to be about eight point three percent alcohol. Right. I tell my friends this will put some hair in your balls. <laughs> Chad needs not it. more. It's a it's a <laughs> New England ball. It's a New England. Not ground. more is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Not more. You need to just shave your balls then. <laughs> I do. Oh. You got a small <laughs> glass. More you shave them. More the time. <laughs> it's the whisperer. Let's fill it twice. Oh, thank you, sir. Mm. See, that's Chad's problem. He yeah, always he brings knows. the smallest glass. And then when we're still sitting here drinking, he's Thanks, like, sir. come on, when are we opening the next, the next one? Yep. It's like, why did you bring this? Ooh. the kitty glass? I like that smell. Yeah. yeah. That, that smell. nose. Yeah. It's, it's got a, a tiny bit left that it will save this. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. Didn't mean to throw you under the <laughs> producer bus right there. Now, on a beer like this, would you normally, um, you know, put it through the bright tank and the whole bit to, yep. to clean it up and yep. Yep. filter it and... Because it seems a little murky. No, it, and and that's because of the type of yeast I yield. Uh, okay. Use it's not really going to settle out okay. heavily. Um, it's not intended to be a bright, bright looking beer. I'm listening. I'm going to coin this as a New England brown then. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, from the look. But to me, <laughs> we're, and we're shit. talking about with meals. <laughs> to me, a good meal with this would be some some type of maybe pork base where you yeah. get the saltiness. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think it would go pair well with yeah, something that would like complement it so well. Or bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you get bacon wrapped right bacon. Yeah. Yes. Bacon wrapped deep fried bacon. Yes. Oh. Well, that dark malt you can definitely mm. tell it's got the smokiness right away. Mm-hmm. But not too. I am not a fan of smoky beers. This is a nice. You don't have any artificial smoke flavor in this at no, all. No, nothing. This um, is. This I is almost a smoke beer, just from the Ooh, nose, not the taste. Under the nose. I have a recipe yeah, for uh, a, nose, a Scottish ale that, that I use that I really, really like. like that or I, I said that wrong. A Scottish ale that I brew that I really, really like, and it's got a very pronounced smoke flavor to it. And I use again. I don't use anything artif- artificial. There are some places where I can get some nice peated malts that I add into it, mm. but y- you've got to be careful with peated malts because <laughs> you can destroy a beer. And and the way typically the way I do it is, is I generally feel I'm going to have to brew it multiple times to get where I want because I start small and get bigger. Because if you're small, it's still drinkable. You go too big, it's it's not drinkable. We've had some monster smoky beers on here. Yeah, there's a very dark malt in here. Um, if you ever get bored while you're brewing, just go back through the back catalog and listen to some of the older episodes. Oh, so much <laughs> Well, especially the pumpkin. Yes. yes. There's we a caramel in there that's very dark, and and that's that's what really gives you some of those chocolatey burnt mm-hmm. flavors. There's a there's a lot going on in there. There is. Beer. But again, it's not too because again, I'm not a fan of smoky beers. I do not. For the like mouthfeel, I was expecting That's there to be like a, a an odd or a bitter after finish or it's not. You know, aftertaste. It's smooth, and it's just there's just it dissipates completely. There's just nothing. It like fades. You taste it, yeah. and then it fades. That's it. There's no. There's not a whole lot of layers to it. No. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you were worried about it having too many yeah. layers, and I kind of feel like without the aroma, there, there, it's it's kind of la- it's not it's lacking too many layers. It's got layers, but not a ton of layers. Onions have layers. Yes. <laughs> so the cake. So the parfait. Yes. Right. Okay, Shrek. Okay. So okay, girl Shrek. <laughs> so, Just yeah, and one of the things I generally shoot for with my beers is, is more of a cleaner finish so it doesn't lay on your tongue. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and part of those layers which you come from is, is and that's sometimes a, a tough balance to yeah. strike. But, um, it's interesting feedback, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, the only thing I would, the only thing I would want in more in this beer, and it's weird on a brown because you don't typically get it, is it would be cool to find a way to get some kind of a hop bite at the end of it. Oh, that could be done. <laughs> yeah, you know? and that'd probably be like dry hopping, right? Um, it depends. If, if you're looking for more bitterness, I wouldn't dry hop. I would go with some more hops in the kettle. Yeah. Just a just but a little would, bit hoppier. I would probably throw in. There's some there's some other hops out there that that will be a little bit more bitey. It's amazing. I could brew th- three of these and just use three different hops and and the how different they would taste. Yeah. 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 The same thing with yeast. I could use different yeast and it'd be amazing how. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest like a tropical hop, like a citra or anything like that. I would probably lean towards something more like a uh, like a saz or a um, uh, what's the uh, New England or New Zealand? Uh, the uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Nelson Sauvignon. Nelson. See, I get a little bit of sugar in this. Yeah, I would definitely too. do the Nel- Nelson. Would probably be best. Just a little sweetness, just a little well, bit. Well, there's there. there's some caramel malt in yeah. there, mm-hmm. and, yeah. I, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what you're yeah, picking it's, up. It's almost like a yeah, like a dark sugar almost. It's so, what is the name? Yeah. I'm still working on it. I'm contemplating mm. Bella Brown. Bella. Originally, I told my well, uh, we uh, lost a great Dane who, mm. whose name is Bella. Yeah, and I told my wife, "Well, maybe beer names come from dogs." It was either that or, or Rock River Mud. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, yeah. Bella. Let's go, Bella. Bella. <laughs> It does, look, it does look like the Rock River. I, I was standing by the river and on if Sunday. You continue with your logo. I don't know if you want that to cross would be cool more. To find an old, like Great Dane in that style of label. That you can would name be it really Mer- cool too. So. Mercury. Yeah. 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 Mercury. <laughs> Mercury. No. Talk about uh, attractive names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of Mercury in the Rock River. This one's in the show for some reason. I don't know why. Rock River Mud. <laughs> yeah. Murky. <laughs> Murky Rock. Bella Brown. That's yeah, I, I agree. And and I'm still kind of you yeah. know would would consider other things, but a lot of times, uh, like the Oduya, the inspiration for that came after we had been drinking all day and. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. That was actually any any Hawks fans here? Oh God, all of them. That was yeah. named after Johnny Oduya. Oh, nice. So we we, cool. we were drinking and we were watching the Hawks. Your father's got playoffs. a big old grin in his face right about now. And, uh, <laughs> he doesn't play for the Hawks anymore. And, uh, right. and we want, yeah, unfortunately. No. Then, but we wanted something that kind of signified the orange. And and it was it was that's a little bit higher alcohol content. It usually runs about five point seven. Um, so my brother in law came out. We were watching the Hawks. Says Oduya. He says, "Oh, this Oduya." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it's it. There's and this one too. You wouldn't realize how high alcohol content it is. No, no. Um, you don't get those those really pronounced warming notes. Yeah. We and find that with a lot of beers is that. You can almost, there's times where we will purposely, especially if somebody in the group's had it before, we'll let everybody taste it before we say what it is, um, you know, 
ABV wise to you know get that shock factor of wow this doesn't taste like a eight <laughs> yeah. percent beer you, just you know say 10? Yeah, did you say ten percent that doesn't taste yeah. like ten percent beautiful so. I don't know why I'm slurring my words now all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, so. you always slur your words you shush so we should have a, con- or a conversation then possibly about a uh, Crosby type of beer as a Penguins. Uh, you need to start. <laughs> uh, you need to off. Yeah, Mike off. Yeah, they, <laughs> please do. Although, although it was... It was better than the three other alternatives, in my opinion. Yeah, to be honest yeah, with you, I, I, I will. I will every, say every dog's got to have its. It's always good so to see an original six. Well, yeah, I someone, will say that. Someone had brought up that. Well, next year it's the Hawks' turn because we every see other to year. Kind of alternate every other yeah. year. So so hard to go back to back. They play so damn long. Yes. Well, then you start dismantling teams, and you start losing pieces, and you don't know if someone's going to step up. They quit playing frickin' defense. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. No, no, boy, that's not a hockey uh, podcast. This is a beer podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan's like, what? Okay, no more hockey. Yeah. Me and the beer father, I mean, it was every other every other night. We always yeah. loved the hockey playoffs. Wife, His wife would oh, work nights. My wife worked nights. Like, my wife. Are the kids, are the kids going to hang out tonight when we watch hockey and drink beers? And that's just what well, we no, did for you had this interesting, um, awesome. You had this interesting habit that you always did because every time you did it up until almost the very end. Yes, we did. Fun. Yeah, we found a local brewery that it was... It, ha- it worked for us last year, and it started to work a little bit this year, but not no. not completely because we weren't year. able to watch the final game together. Unfortunately, yeah, it sucked. That was cool. um, so that was kind of our own. Uh, we had our own superstitions about the hockey team, and um, uh, the big brewery for the last two years was uh, Pipeworks out of Chicago. Wow. Anytime we would pop open a Pipeworks beer and go to check it in, they would score. Yeah, we'd like, say, automatically. We'd be like, we yeah. need to score. Go yeah. open a Pipeworks. <laughs> and, it was, and it was almost eerie because they, really they would check it in and they were like, are you freaking kidding Everything me? would How turn. <laughs> yes. Everything would turn. It would be awesome. Maybe it was next year you'll try Maybe. Maybe that yeah. Okay, I'll give you one more hockey story. It's personal to me. It's kind of funny. Is uh, I can laugh about it now. Um, I always enjoyed the Hawks, and whenever you know, whenever the Hawks score, they play Chelsea Dagger. Well, my uh, youngest daughter uh, was a pitcher for UW Green Bay. She was on scholarship there, and, and um, it, you know, Allie, if you ever listen to this, I'm still proud of you. you know, she's you <laughs> play at a Division One level. She knocked the Alabama out of the number one ranking in the country. Oh, and that's good. So it's really wow. cool, but. So UW Green Bay, one of their teams in their conference was UIC, University of Illinois Chicago, and uh, so she, they were playing down there uh, one afternoon, and you, (laughs) what the heck? What are you doing? I don't know. Something clicked. Whoa! (laughs) He's on drugs. Oh, I see what he's looking for, and. I'll, I'll kill you on this one. <laughs> so uh, they're playing there, and, and, and it's for a conference lead. And in the you know it was a clo- it, it was a good game the whole way. But in the second inning, a girl got up there, and, and to me it looked like she leaned over the plate, got plunked by by a ball. And uh, oh, thank you. And and then there was you know then there was an air and. And so, anyways, the way it turned out that uh, through that inning, with with the girl getting plunked and a couple errors, a run got across, yeah. and so they're down one nothing. And 
and in women's softball, you only play seven innings, and it yes. goes that way. My daughter threw a one hit, go, you know, through the six innings. Green Bay gets up in the top of the seventh. First girl uh, strikes out, and I look. My brother-in-law, the same guy, I was sharing some other stories with because he always just like watch Ali play. I look over and says, you know. In all the sports I've watched, never in college softball have I seen any late inning heroics. And the next girl gets up and just laces a hard shot up center. Mm-hmm. The next girl gets up for Green Bay and tattoos one over the fence. <laughs> so they're up 2-1. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so, so they go to the bottom of the inning, and uh, Allie gets two outs, and she's got the third gal up. She's a pitcher. I'm sorry. I don't know if I clarified yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, the uh, you better get ready. Come on, Ryan. Um, so he, the girl gets up and she's she's got a, a one-two count on her, and, and Allie throws a bad pitch, and the girl tattoos it over the fence, and I hear this. Oh no! So whenever someone hits a home run, salt on the wound. This is what you ties the game up. So they go to the eighth inning, and. Green Bay gets the lead again. They get down to the bottom of the seventh inning, or bottom of the eighth inning, and, uh, okay, I've heard it off. <laughs> they get down to the bottom of the eighth, and, and, and she's in good position again, and she actually threw a good pitch, and the girl just nailed it over. Then tied it up again. <laughs> the team's in position to win. So they go back and forth and back and forth, and, and they get to the 10th inning, and Green Bay scores two in the top of the 10th. Yeah. And then in the bottom of the uh, bottom of the 10th, there was another fiasco errors, and not to drag out longer, um, they got two girls on, and, and, and the girl hit a home run. And she gave up three freaking home runs in the last, in the oh, seventh time. And every time you hear that goddamn song play. <laughs> So it got to the point that I couldn't listen to that song anymore. Mute. I don't blame you. Hey, Hawks goal. Awesome. Mute. And I never, the first time around when the when the Hawks won the cup and that became like the official anthem, I changed it to my notification on my phone. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was told, you need to change your phone ringer or I'm throwing your phone away. <laughs> because someone else in my house had heard enough of tra- that phone. So what are we I'm going to let oh. Dennis talk about this. This is our fantastic beer. Um, I have to give a shout out to El Largo. Thank El you, Largo. El Largo. Um, he made the trek up through Iowa to Minnesota and stopped at uh, Toppling Goliath. Decora. And picked up a little, little cute little baby growler of the Seltfaird Stout, which nobody seems to have heard of Ooh. ever. No. This. Well, I haven't had it. Oh, before you talk too much about this, I okay. am looking for some self-inflicted planes, so I would cure, curious about rating those. Oh, yeah, we have oh, two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we can go back. I gave this that uh, the brown the what are we calling it the Bella Brown, Bella brown. brown. Uh, for the a three seven five. Um, browns are in the same category with lagers for me. It's hard to find a brown that's ab- above a four, but uh, that one, you know, with a little bit of a hot presence, might might fit the bill. I think it would just be something unique with just a little bit more. I mean, as far as browns go, it was it was a it was a typical brown. I didn't find it to be off putting. I liked how there was a clean finish. Um, and I did like the extra smokiness in the nose. The only worry I would have about putting any kind of extra hops in it is I think you would lose 
that cool nose. Yeah. So that, but I don't know. That's that's the challenge. Can you put hops in a beer without imparting the aroma? So, and there is a there is a way to bitter it without getting the aroma in, and a lot of that's how much time the hop spends in the kettle. Okay. Okay. Chuck, I three seven five for me as well. I liked it. I did like it. I'd be curious to see what my wife would think of it. My wife. <laughs> my wife loves the Browns. I'll uh, ditto on the three seven five. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's it's extremely smooth for you know an eight point three percent beer. Almost a little too smooth for my taste. I like a little bite to my beer, especially in the high, higher ABVs. That would be dangerous for me. <laughs> Everything's dangerous. It would be for you, a really huh? good beer at the meal, though. You're right. Cause it doesn't have that. O- overwhelming aftertaste where it would affect the food. Yeah, and it it's not, that doesn't yeah. come across as as heavy as you would expect. Browns are no. my favorite style either, so it's it's so another glassy one there for me. I would I would love to have it. Uh, just as a side note, um, I would love to have a variant with coffee. Yeah, and I would I would love yeah. that every yeah. once in a while. So maybe I I mean I love for Stop. sure. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a every good brown has a has a coffee. Cousin, every yeah. once in a while, not all the time per right, se, yeah. but you know it's. Yeah. That's interesting. You know that's a heavy coffee. Note that. that actually might be that, that's a differentiator for Browns for me is the heavy coffee. I'm just a pair of parallel with it. Hi. Uh, uh, I, 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 I like coffee. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. That would be fantastic. So I, I hate to keep thing, but three seven five. Again, I don't like smoked beers. It wasn't too smoky. Like I said, the nose was really the only thing that I got a smoke out of, and it wasn't so overpowering. Like, like I can't, like, mm-hmm. I can't have this. But again, it was a very nice, smooth. I'm with him, dangerously sippable. Because the next thing you know, after about two glasses of this, I'm that's fine. Yeah, uh, you shut up. You know what? You just who invited you here anyway? You broke rule number one of uh, hitting the nail with the hammer. Yeah, that's so, right. I'm gonna bulk in your head. So here's what you do: you put you put out a whole whole layer of uh, bacon mm-hmm. okay. and a couple glasses of this, and watch Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. By the time you finish the two, it's bedtime, and, yeah. you're, and you're ready for bed. We've already, we've already established, though, unfortunately, my bedtime is a whole lot earlier than Jimmy Fallon. We're in, a new, we're in a new generation where nobody watches late-night television when it's on anymore. Yeah. We all watch it the next day. See, I grew YouTube. up watching late-night television when it was on. I mean, I literally grew up watching did. David yeah. Letterman. No, you can watch yeah, every part of, of Jimmy Fallon on, on YouTube the next day. You can watch the monologue, the interviews, the musical yeah. Yes, every little it's piece of it. It's just way too easy to DVR and be like, oh, I'm going to Well, I've got all you guys. I had a child that was actually conceived to Johnny Carson. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, who yeah. was the guest that? What was Ed McMahon saying? Yes! And we're done. <laughs> uh, let's, let's date which Johnny. Was uh, Burt Reynolds or, uh, you know, were any of those guys on around that time? Or we're talking late Johnny. I don't remember Johnny. who the guest was on that one. What year was it? If you don't mind me asking, uh, 1986. Oh, okay, Ooh, okay. okay. So probably Michael, I'm sorry, Michael, Michael J. Fox. Yes. Yeah, Michael, right, J. Yes. Michael J. Fox. Yes. Right around that time. Tom DeLuise. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Back to the Future is brand new. 85. Yeah. So Me and Eric got drunk the other night and watched some Saturday Night Johnny Carson. Yes, Ghost we did. Yeah, At like me one TV in the morning. Has the old, uh, <laughs> yeah, on MeTV. Yes, yes. Me, I watch it on MeTV. No, I'm just thinking back then, like 85, 86. You forget how many times Carlin was on there. Oh, yeah. All the time. And oh, he was just so good. And to me, he was really good because he wasn't so political then. And, and no. he has 
He had a great sense of humor. Yes, he did. You could he tell he was messed you know, up too. How he you walk into a room, room. Tax free comic in my book. Oh, there we go. Yes, yeah, there we go. C. George. Top three. Well, well, he's not better than Carrot Top. Way smarter, wow. I way smarter and way face. before his time than he ever knew. Carrot Top a comedian? Like, no. <laughs> you listen to some artist. of his old stuff, and it's almost like he's a prophet. Like mm-hmm. the things that he says are going to happen, and yeah, yeah. That like to tell a lot of you know. Uh, I just remember him telling me how to smoke in a bathroom in, in an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta prop the flap open on the toilet. It's so great. Jesus. I just like the seven, seven. What was it? The seven, seven words, words you can't, can't say, say in pub, public air. Yeah, uh, I think it's changed now, though. I, I, last yeah, I heard, I'm of sure it, it's it now. I think it's like five of them. You can maybe? say, "I hear piss on there." All yeah, the time. yeah. Which was so funny. And you do say that. And I, I watched a couple. Let's say a couple four, five years ago. I watched a band that I really like on David Letterman. And they and th- there's a part in the song where it says piss and moan, you piss and moan, you piss and moan, you piss and moan. They bleeped out piss every single time. Really? I swear wow. to God, I could not believe it. Well, piss and moan, you let the devil in your home. Here's and they bleep it out. <laughs> back back when the Stones were on Ed Sullivan, yeah, uh, they were yeah. playing Satisfaction, yeah. and they and they went to dead air on the make the line make yeah. some girl. Yep. Yeah, they did that. Well, the the doors never were allowed back because uh, well, that's fine. they wouldn't take the word higher out of their lyrics. So, well, they asked him. They said, "You're never going to play the show again." Yeah. He said, "We just did." Yeah, well, I thought <laughs> it was because Jimmy Morrison could keep it in his yeah. pants. <laughs> I, and my wife will kill me because she loves the Doors, and I am yeah, just not the too. biggest Doors fan in the world. I just, I, 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 yeah, I'd say they're probably at least. Yeah, here we go in music. Oh, yeah. yeah, would you? Back on the uh, stop. <laughs> if you had to put if ten bands you've never seen, you know, living or dead, that you'd want to see live in concert, it, you'd be hard. You'd have to find the right year where he wasn't such a mess that it was a terrible show. You know, you'd have to find something in between the first and second album. I think. I just go watch Val Kilmer play guitar. I'm kidding. <laughs> Batman? What? Yes. Batman. So Dennis, you brought this beer. Yeah, so, so I'm going to let you uh, rate it first. So the Selt Feared. Selt Feared. I have to try to spell something with I's and E's in it and an F. It's really bitter. It's because it's yes, sat it's, for a little it's, while. Yeah. It's sat for a week, two weeks. It's sat for two weeks. So <laughs> It is bitter. Um, but they always hop up their stouts anyways. Three and a half. I'd probably give it a little bit higher if I had it fresher, but I saved it specifically for us. So oh, sorry, guys. Shut up. Sorry. But it's still, it's a stout. I mean, it's just a, nothing one way, nothing the other. It's a I, I, That's the problem. It's kind of middle of the road. It's not yeah, a, it's it's not a milk a stout. stout. It's not a dry Irish stout. It's okay, it would be interesting to see. Almost turning into a dry Irish stout. Almost, yeah. That's due to, yeah, right. That's due to the intentional aging in my fridge. Sorry, it's it's still a dark growler. It hissed when we opened it, so I right, it, was, it wasn't totally dead. So no, it's thank not you, flat. no, thank you, Olargo. The beer is very much appreciated. I told you I would save it for the podcast. So there you go. I go three and a half as well. I mean. They're similar, somewhat similar style of beer. I like the Rover Truck a hell of a lot more. I agree. Rover Truck is better. Hell but 
he didn't know what to grab. He was oh, just no, that's fine. No, that's fine. Actually, that's fine. You always get something you can't. Here's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Here's like, the problem with likes, getting. He likes Oktoberfest. There's no Oktoberfest. Here's likes the problem pumpkin. with being, no pumpkin. being at the brewery compared yeah. to the Rover Truck is a production beer. They make yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got that recipe dialed in. Yep. The Sudosu is, you know, dialed in. Yeah. This is something that's only available at the brewery. Right. And that's what he was kind of going for. <laughs> Guess what? And would tell him and they might not be completely exactly satisfied with it. Just like exactly you were asking. He said. He's like, what can I not get in a bottle anywhere else? And Just like he was asking, you know, he wanted a solid, honest opinion because this was the second attempt at this at this brown. So, yes. I mean, I, it's it's... You really think most breweries, when they put a beer out, that's the first time and only time they've made it, and it's just like, here, we're going to bottle it and have at it. You know? <laughs> you know yeah. Not trial and error, multiple, multiple yeah. batches. Yeah, they're not going to dump it. <laughs> right. I almost pity that poor first guy that had, like, batch one of batch one. Like, here, try this. I'll take that job. <laughs> I've got plenty of friends that are okay. willing to okay. accept it. Yeah. You know, that, and when you're breaking in new equipment, if um, if you don't always, uh, what I learned early on, and I haven't had this problem now, but if you don't always get the stainless really good, it's almost like there's some residual oils or something. Like and yeah. you get a little yeah. bit of uh, of that with there, yeah. and they'll gobble that crap up anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, have you ever, uh, you know, being a home brewer for 15 plus years, and uh, now you know doing it doing it at the production level on that size. Um, would you ever find yourself having a beer so bad that you just dump the entire batch? I haven't. Um, have you have there you used done to things sh- to like add to it to try and try and save it? Well, it's interesting you bring that up. <laughs> so um, when I was experimenting with, or last year when I brewed my Oktoberfest, and it was before I could start selling, but I was starting to produce it at the scale of of what my larger capacity was. And don't ask me how I did it, but when I um, brewed my Oktoberfest, I screwed up the hop additions. And so it wasn't, you know, while I don't have it bitter, you need a certain amount of bitterness in there to, to uh, balance it out. Right. And and that was, in my my mind, not a drinkable beer. And what I was able to do was, is you can get these hop extracts and these mm-hmm. liquid hops that you can add after the fact and that's actually what I did but sometimes you can get some weird stuff going on with the yeast that I know some breweries have had to dump yeah because or not well you have two choices you have two choices you can give it to your employees you know if if it's like that but you you want to be careful what you push out into the public because if you're buying an Oduya or a One-Eyed Jack or a Schweidman or whatever Mm mm-hmm if you're buying it this week or next month or a month from now, you want it to be the same taste yeah. all the time. You don't want it to, to be Bass well, Robinson, a, who knows what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, consistency is, is a major part of, yeah. of making it. So that's weird. what you're really looking We've at. We've talked right. about that in the yeah, past. Yes. Another, There's another been local other brewery that took one of my favorite beers be and, consistent. and all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, we brewed another batch of XYZ beer, and I went to we taste it. all the hops. it was like, wait a minute, what is this beer? And it's like, oh, well, we uh, didn't have these hops, so we substituted this. Yeah, that's not XYZ. That's we didn't have okay. this malt, so that's we QRS. substituted with this. And it was like a completely different beer. Yeah. 
and why they chose to name it the same thing. And eventually, they, they understood learned and, and learned them differently. And just, Correct. Yeah, they were different beers. And yes. I still miss that beer to this day because it's not the same. The substitute has gotten better, but it's still not as good as the original beer that was out there. Agreed. I had it a couple weeks ago, super fresh on tap, and it was pretty solid. Pretty solid. But, yes. That's ridiculous, in my opinion, to do such a thing. Yeah, it, it had a good name. Even if you change one ingredient, you've got to change the name, I think. Don't you? I mean, you just have yeah. to. Unless it's the water. I get, you know. No. Well, water, I hear you. Water, I know. Water makes all the difference. I understand that. but It's a huge difference, yeah. No. If, it, if you filter it, I, well, I don't that's know. What, what, that's what Microphone's been doing with their uh, special sauce series. It's just they've just been batching them because each time the hop profile has been different. He's yeah. been using different hops, so it's been... Special sauce batch one, batch two, batch three, and then based on the batch number, it's you know that pop profile. Right. So he doesn't have to change his labels, you know. Right, and I so, get that the water makes a huge. I mean, you get iron content, and that makes a, a, a play wherever you come from. You get all the contents that are naturally in water from natural areas. I completely understand that. Fox River versus Rock River. But once you start, <laughs> right? But once you start, once you start. Running your water through a heat exchanger, I mean, you're really starting to... I mean, you just... I mean... But, yeah, I mean, water is is a big factor. If I were to change and think I might be able to get away with it, really one of the only things I can do is when you're doing on the bittering side with the hops. Okay. And and there you still got to be careful because what happens with hops is you throw hops into the boil kettle and... You're looking for one of three things from hops. You're looking for bittering, mm-hmm. you're looking for flavor, or you're looking for aroma. Uh, to get the bittering, it has to sit in there for a good 60 minutes to get the oils extracted and create the bittering. Unfortunately, what happens, all the flavor pro- almost all the flavor profile and all the aroma comes out of there. So you boil for 60 minutes with your bittering, and then you know if you're going to do some flavoring, you put that in 15 to 30 minutes. And then your aroma is at knockout or, or in the secondary or, or those type of things. So if you get a close hop, you can get you can maybe get away with the bittering piece of it. Right. But, I mean, you start screwing around with that other stuff, it's just too hard. Uh, even even if you go from different maltsters, uh, different malting companies. Right, yeah, who we'll make the same malts, absolutely, yeah. No, you, right. you can sometimes yeah. notice a difference. Whose rating are you missing, Ryan? Uh, sure. Three seven five. Or, I'm sorry, three and a half on the on the uh, top the top link. Yes, three and a half. I give it a three two five. That's hopefully. the lowest rating I've heard in the two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll get back up yonder and get something a little bit fresher to have sooner than later. But like I said, this one's my fault. I've been hoarding it. It's not nobody's fault. Just, oh, it's his fault, clearly. He just admitted it. All right, Chad's going to take you out back and kick your ass because you let the beer sit. Chad oh. can't. Oh. Can talk about some of these other beers? Yeah, exactly. What's What gives? You're holding out on us. Uh, yeah, some Johnny so I'm guessing this is the experimental nut brown that I see out on tap that we yeah, just had. Yeah, someone so. labeled it as a nut okay, brown. Okay, perfect. We can, and there's uh, some nutty tones to it, but it's yeah. so faint. Yeah, it's not so right. Don't worry. We're going to comment what the name should be, so... <laughs> We're gonna say, aka Bella Brown. Bella Brown. Um, yet, uh, so these these particular beers. Do you have uh, a particular group of uh, taste testers that have been uh, adding your beers all along, or are you doing this yourself? 
I have not touched it. That is totally unsolicited. Gotcha. I, so I'm a firm believer, and you don't feed the market. You know. Yeah. I'm. I'm curious. There's two beers on here that come out right away. Well, all of them look really good. There's a couple really on good. there that aren't mine. I yeah. what they are mine. Johnny is. Mathis is not yours, or no. okay. Uh, I would think there'd be some uh, issues with that name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Raz bastard. No, that's not mine. Oh wow! So we're over two. Um, Gooseberry Smash IPA. No. See, somebody's messing with them. Oh no! Well, I don't know. Wait. Uh, Buck off. No, I haven't seen that. That's one. a Goose porter, Bear. American porter. No. Well, so that's I, it. I only have four mm. beers, and only three should be rated on there because. My Oktoberfest has not come out, and you get right. well four if you count this one, right. so then five. Right, but um, and I think that Nut Brown got on there from the Everett's thing. Yeah, taste of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, these are these. <laughs> We've yep. had both and of these. then the cream, yep, which was on there too. So the one I jack. Well, what is the as as far as I know? You've talked about how you do the the Oktoberfest every year. What if you were going to pick? Uh, a style that you're most interested in trying to brew that you've never done before? Trying. Um, Is there any particular style that you've always wanted to but you've never um, done just because you don't have a particular um, taste for it or you don't think that the market's there for it? Or Well, the one that I like that there just isn't a market for, and, and you guys are going to turn your nose up to it, is is uh, a beer that has some type of jalapeno flavor to it. No, we I love pepper beers. We love. We did a whole <laughs> pepper beer episode. Yeah, talk to you know all pepper yeah. beers. from a brewing perspective. You know what? One of the best freaking features of that is. So, what you have to do is is, well, you don't have to. You can use extracts. Uh, that's not the way I roll. So I use real ingredients. So I use jalapenos. So you clean them, you half them, get all the crap out of there, and you cook them in the oven for. At 350 for a short while, it kind of releases some of the, the flavors. Oils. Yes. Yeah. And then you don't want to just throw them into it because you usually do this after boil. So you got to be careful about what you're introducing because it can, it can create uh, bacteria or enzymes that, that can really create some funky flavors. Right. Unintentional. So what you do to kill that off is you soak them in vodka overnight. I'm listening. <laughs> Hi. So now, now you Hi. have a nice sanitized pepper that you can use in there. I want to eat them. Do not throw out the vodka. <laughs> no. If you <laughs> like, oh yeah, spicy oh. bloody marys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I'm going to be venturing to South Beloit <laughs> quite a bit. No. no wait a minute. Hold on. I no, just have a new best friend. We're going to on my marys. grave here. What were your exact words about South Beloit? Do we need to go down this path? You don't need to go down it, but you introduced vodka to the vocabulary of South Beloit, and now a peppery Bloody Mary type of vodka. So no, no, no. I believe your exact I words were, South Beloit is evil, we must pass South Beloit. Like, this is the farthest we will ever go in South Beloit, because we have to record here. there is ever um, a... Binding or so what you're saying is you can be swayed by alcohol. I wouldn't say swayed. I would say yeah. um, healing. This is yeah, a healing yeah. process, okay? This is a unification, if you will. So, And you look as me as a faith healer. Yeah. Yeah, you, have See, a new you are the catalyst for this healing process. You have a new shaman. Is After that there it is, the, yes. The other thing I would like to do is um, I'm looking for two type of things that kind of really embody the local area 
on the Illinois side and the Wisconsin side. Illinois crime. We're going to go out and steal beers and relabel it. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Politicians. Yeah. So on uh, the Wisconsin side, they kind of got it figured out. They do. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and, and I'd like to do something with, with some type of infusion with brandy and, and oh, that. Oh, sweet. And, and, you know, being, being a, a cheesehead... You know, you go to a, bu- a bar in Wisconsin, you order an old-fashioned, you get a brandy old-fashioned sweet, yes. and everybody knows that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, if I go down Chicago I and, say, I, totally and I ask for a brandy in seven, they're going to say, what's brandy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you well, know, so it, that's a perfect example. Cause no, brandy's, brandy's not working town. today. It's her day off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, it, you're, you're exactly right, because there was a place called Fish. Checker downtown, and you're right, and they just give you this befuddled look on their face, and you're just like... Really? Well, my yeah. father I'm from Illinois has, has never gotten drunk from a brandy man, and it has always been the cherries. Oh. <laughs> nice. So, but I'm, I'm looking for a really good thing to embody the part of Illinois that that um, I want to put the Illinois state lo- state on it, mm-hmm. and I, I really wanted to, and and so it'll take some time to get there, but but I'm going to get there with it because I think it's like going to It's got to be corn. I mean, oh, I've thought about that like a too. corn whiskey or a corn rye yeah. or something. Now, are you a member of the local homebrewers association? No, I'm not. But I am part of the. Uh, Do you want? To drink no, that's okay. Part of the Brewers Association. The Illinois Brewers Guild. Uh, no, the the, the, the national. Brewers, yeah, national okay. Brewers Association. And in fact, I'm thinking about um, entering the Oduya and possibly the uh, when I jack into. The judging competition. Oh, sorry, no, yeah, judging no, cool. competition this year for GABF. Yeah, nice. So um, I'm, I'm not sure yet if I, I want to do that, but it would be. Then I have to change my. If you get an award, then you got to change your label. You do. Um, you have to put the award on it. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You'd be stupid not to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, w- I would definitely. I, uh, knowing what we've had so far, the Oduya was easily my favorite. Like that style of beer is is creeping up on me as being one of my new favorite styles of beer that whole wit beer spring yeah. s- spring type of beers and it it totally caught the style and it was like I phys- I I think tonight after we leave I actually want to go up to Everett's and see if there's any more <laughs> we can't we just had up the one it's better be because he should be calling me for a new order if <laughs> yeah if not if not stop over Grand Avenue they'll give you a beer Nice. Um, but yeah, and, and that's that's the big thing too. The Odulia was about four generations of brewing to get again because you know you get that citrusy flavor, and I do something different where you get a really good citrusy nose and, and, and a finish, and it's because of the the special hops I use, and it's the one time I really deviate from either German or American hops. But um, the you, you don't want to go over the top. With with the Belgian wits, there's a number of Belgian wits out there, and you know it's almost like the uh, and there's a market for this, and I'm not knocking them, but the shanties, you know. No, piss off. Do you want a sh- you want a shandy? I want you to make it yourself. Don't pre-package it in a bottle for me. Yeah. I decide how much lemonade I want with my beer. Yeah, if I want to drink it that way. And and, and I'll just go up the Rattler way, yeah. as opposed to Shandy. And I love. I mean, the Boulevard Rattler is perfectly yeah. fine. And you know what? That's you're not messing up. You're getting like a two and a half percent beer at that point in time. Yeah. It's not even beer anymore. But it's just a, a nice, wonderful. Can I see the bottle. 
kind of there's a lot of raisin in this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But this the, is complete West Coast. Off the uh, charts raisin. I did try like Almanac, a good raisin yeah. minachi one time. And I just, this is yeah. a quad. So what is it we're drinking, Beer Father? This is uh, Paris of the West. Paris of the West. Very sour. Yeah. This is a quad from Almanac Brewing Company out of uh, I California. I do. I'm with you. Fuzzy. Brewed with flame raisins, candied hey, sugar, I heard someone and oranges. Someone used my favorite word over there. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. good. By the way, Tricia, if you're listening to this, the word pussy came out and it wasn't from me. I used it twice already. <laughs> that should have been the secret <laughs> way. You're, you just got invited to my Oktoberfest party. Yeah. Pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Please? You know, this was probably the cleanest episode we've ever had. Because, because Chuck's not dropping half bombs left and right. And it wasn't because we, we didn't want to be ourselves in front of you, but you just, you know, it's and you. we haven't had the normal... Uh, uh, Chad, you're looking a bit you know, dumping dumping on each other that yes. we normally do. Well, so. this is interesting. Well, we have, but it's been off mic. So. You know what, Chuck, you know what I love about beer? How wet it is. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. What's the word, word of the word Did you say it moist? See, this is one is of the beers that I would have. <laughs> 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 no, it's not. So as long as we're on well, there, we'll I'll get, I, got, oh, I got a story for all occasions. Oh, you know? no. Is <laughs> 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 it lost pussy? <laughs> yeah, well, the word pussy. <laughs> yes. So my wife grew up in Elmhurst. Mm. So, you know, I'm a cheesehead and she's... She's, uh, I always call her an Illuminian. <laughs> just because I can't. A Burbian. Yeah, a Burbian, that's a better one yet. But um, she's, you know, the, the folks in Elmhurst kind of <laughs> tend to be a little more nose upturned. Yeah. And, and, and she'll be the first one to admit that. Yeah. And, well, we never heard words like that. So, <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> I grew up here all the time. And, and and this is when we first met, and I says, you watch, I'm going to bring, you don't hear anymore, I'm going to bring back the word pussy. <laughs> and and, and I, I would start using it, and she'd laugh, and the next thing, you know, it's, it's really more of an awareness, we're watching a movie, and all of a sudden she well, you're just a big pussy, and she'll just look at me and start laughing, and, and, and to this day, to this day, we'll be watching, we just watched something the other week, and it came out. And she looked at me and she says, "What's the matter with you? <laughs> Jim, Jim, Why did you do this?" Jim's taking it back. Taking I'm it back. taking it back. Taking it back. Yeah, yeah. You make me hear this word all the time. It's like when you buy a car and you see it all the time. No, it's no, like, no, no, it's okay. I'm taking this back. I'm taking this back. It's okay now. I'm taking this back. Porch monkey. What? Oh, no, no, no. That's bad. Marsha Smith. No. This is still not good to say. No. So funny story about that is we were at the pub. We're, we're big Kevin Smith fans. If you and didn't catch my records. biggest thing is like I like to sit on my front porch, I like to marinate on my front porch. And so Marsha, pardon. This again is not in any way racist, derogatory, or anything. She's like, no, it probably oh, is. So you're a porch monkey. And we're like, shut up. You can't say that. No, Marcia. she was taking it back. And she was like, no, no, no. And she honestly did not know that that was something that you could not say. And she's oh, like, then, then it turned into the whole, no, 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 no. I'm taking it back. It's cool. I'm taking it back. We're all good. We're, yeah. So that's I, yes. I had a, a gal that we, um, when I was married the first time, we would take her around. She needed help get her own good friend and stuff. And. And she she was black, and she found out quickly my uncomfortableness with racial terms, mm-hmm. and and so and I've noticed this a few times with with 
minority friends that I have, as soon as they detect that, then it becomes a game. It's fun. Well, let's let's, let's find the gym a there little you bit. Go. You know? yes. That's not and, fun. And like, like I think you know two people right off the bat. <laughs> I worked with a guy, and, 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 and they always have food and snacks on the table. And there was watermelon on there. It was a black ink. And he goes, you brought that in just to harass me, didn't you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're like, no, 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 no. Or the gal was about where we dropped her off her house one time. And she starts yelling as we're pulling away, see you later, you bunch of porch monkeys. And it's in a <sighs> predominantly minority yes. neighborhood. <laughs> you cannot stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, who's going to pay my funeral? Break call, break call, break call. That's the funny thing is that they're saying it as a joke, but this, she seriously did not know that that was anything that was bad. She yeah. was just like, oh, you're, you're Manchichi. You love monkeys, and you hang out on your porch, so you're that. I'm like, you can't say, say that. that. Stop. And the more we said you can't say that, the more she said it. We're like, stop, shut up. <laughs> you ever want to lose an hour of your Seriously. life, just bring up per- political correctness, PCness to Ryan, and he'll go out of time. That's the beer podcast. It's a pretty hard one not to know. It, it, it is. is. It is. But but again, words are words. Exactly. And I am no means racist by any means. Right. I've got... A biracial granddaughter, and, and I love her to pieces and, and everything. So, and maybe that's part of my reason for the sense. Who knows what my issues are? But uh, yeah. I, I understand people can feel whatever they want to feel because that's their right. But at the same time, if you give a word too much power, there you go. Then yeah, that point. word becomes becomes the focus rather than the meaning behind why you're saying it and what you're saying. Like the word moist. Yeah. There's a word moist power. You feel. Scared to say you're a pussy. There we go. We brought it's it all back. About <laughs> you guys have a little counter on the wall. Yeah. Each time yes. it comes up, click, click. Ding. There we go. Whenever the word pussy thing. comes up, you can play Ch- Chelsea Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's sending the wrong message. Right. And we just noise. lost this guy as our listener. <laughs> no, they, uh, the, I think the word that was overused was uh, we had an episode where we drank uh, the oh. Planet series from Bells. Yeah. Bells. Drink, I'm sorry, the what? They did a Planet series where okay. they did uh, a specialty lineup with uh, Mars, Mars, Venus, uh, Jupiter, Pluto, and of course Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> so knowing who won. So knowing that night that uh, you know it was going to come up, it became kind of a joke to see who could say the word Uranus the most without being like obvious about it. So everybody was trying to work it into the conversation as much as possible. Now there is a Ryan. We figured out <laughs> Ryan said it the most. Dennis made the most jokes, but I used it only in jokes. I didn't try to like just say it just to say it or something yeah. like that. Quality. I had quality, quantity, 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 and he was the combo. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm okay with being a combo. I like yeah, combos. you're a cheesy pretzel. Yes, I am. <laughs> I still never had Mars. I don't want it now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want the An double IPA. Yeah, I don't want the double IPA. Yeah, I'd try it if yeah, I don't no, want to no, it. I would. We're gonna do an old hop oh, episode yeah. soon. Mm. I'm gonna crush that shit. Yeah, take this out of the cellar. Oh, look, it's two years old. Let's open it. Yeah, here comes some more hop slams. I was gonna say hop slam. Yeah, our old buddy Chad over here is working on a two plus year old hop slam in his fridge. That's. 
Aged in the basement. Chuck's crying over here. It's just Hops plan. Hops plan from from Bell's. It's a seasonal beer. It's a double IPA that they make with honey. It's a double IPA, about ten percent. It's ten percent. And you know, you'd think at ten percent it could hold up, you know, but fresh compared to aged are completely different things. I drink it with It basically turns into a barley wine if you let it go past sixty days. What's that? No, no, it's Hopsland. That's what's wrong with it. Buy a barley wine. So <laughs> Chuck is our resident <laughs> hophead. Buy a fucking barley wine. If you want a barley wine, go buy Bigfoot. Well, at ten percent, it's probably already qualifies as a barley. No, wine. it's a it's a sweet, it's a dank sweet monster. You talk about mouthful. It's a it's a beast. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to do that in the future. Uh, yeah. I've got some. Uh, I've got some year old uh, pseudo Sue in my fridge that we could Jeez. add to the list. There's <laughs> there's a good beer. That has no market as a barley wine. Yeah. And I've got an awesome recipe I use for winners, and it's yeah. called Ass Kicking. That's a good name for a barley yeah, wine. Damn straight. <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy who uh, was over drinking one night, and he, he was going to drive home, and he was about a half hour for his getting ready to go. He wanted to try the barley wine, and and I said, you know it's called ass kicking for right now. No, I've been drinking my whole life. I can handle this. <laughs> so I pour him a full glass, and the dumb sob must have drank. It was a sixteen ounce glass, and he must have drank twelve ounces of it in was less than ten minutes, nice. probably more than five. Yeah. My hero. He never got right. to the bottom of the glass because he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I have already got your label picked out for that one, based on what I've seen from your labels. So it's a donkey. Back legs reared up in the air, kicking over a barrel of beer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you nice. go. It's called ass kicking like a barley wine. Who? Uh, possibly, but no, I mean, no. something along that those well, lines, and you can see it in the old school, you know, yes. with the wood in the background. Yes. I can just totally see yeah. just a donkey on its yeah. front legs with back legs kicking up in the air, knocking a barrel off of a, a stand or something like yeah, that. Probably, point, though, there isn't much of a market for barley wines unless they're barrel aged. Bigfoot, yeah, Big, I know, but the, the barrel aged sells so much better. No, Big, Bigfoot's it sits on the shelf forever, barely. And it didn't Wait, used to, and it's only because they make a ton of it now. Yeah, but it's Bigfoot a, has been around for year-round. I, mean, I guess it depends on what, what, what part of the yeah. country you're and it comes in, out in the winter. and what time of year it is, because right you don't yeah. really see anybody releasing a barley wine in the middle of summer. Do they release barley-aged barley wines that don't release a base? Yeah, behemoth? Well, no, the I mean, Central Waters barrel-aged gets released as a base. Y2K? I mean, they all have a base. see it around here because it's not as sought after. It's released. Y2K is pretty good. There's a lot of well, barrel aged beers in general are more highly sought after. Of course, the, the barrel aging with the barley wine works really well. Of course, yes, it does. I still think last year's normal Bigfoot was better than last year's barrel aged. You guys must do barrel uh, done a lot of barrel aged stouts, I would think too. Yeah, yes, hundred. <laughs> you know, while there's plenty out there, that that's another good target for barrel aging. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. This has turned from the devil, more of a hobby than it. Uh, what? You know, this sure has it's got. Not, uh, uh, it's not infected. Did you guys rate crazy. this one yet? I, I, I rated it. We were going to talk about it. Uh, we what did we think about this quad? Cool. The quad quad. I promise to quit holding up the shiny. Oh no, you're fine. Stop. No. no, this is how the show goes anyway without your help. Trust <laughs> me. You're <laughs> also very respectful. No, yeah. it's a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Why are you going to guess more often? And that's only because normally we've. 
had, yeah. we've had a few, and now it's devolved. Yes. Okay. We're all good. I gave it a. F- I gave it a four. It's, you think? Yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I like it for a quad. Oh. It's uh, got a good raisin flavor. A lot of raisin. Overbearing raisin for me. If I wanted raisins. I'd go get a raisin bread. Like what I would say, the more <laughs> well, the raisins are, the more it warmed up, the less I liked it. Dark fruit too much well, really That's well. That's a really good point. I would give it a yeah. four my first sip, and then about a three and a quarter yeah. my last sip. So I'll give it a three and a half. It's a little lost, Abby. No, no, I like no, quads. You know I mean? no. right. So I gave it a three. I gave it a three and a half exactly for the same reasons you did. Colder, I liked it. The more it warmed up, I kind of yeah, the raisins were yeah. Long into me. Again, I, I'll go. So when it. I think Belgian, I like this style. This is my favorite Belgian style is quads. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, I like. I love quads. Oh yeah, not, yeah. It's, it's like that. Yes, yeah. it's a three and a half. It was a little sour for me on the back end. I'm not a pussy. It's just, it shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Ding! Ding! I got a little red. Uh, there's a little red thing. We'll just use the dinger now right. instead of playing the annoying one. Let's see here. It's just there. there you go. Go. <laughs> it works. I got a three seven five. Okay. I have not had any. To be honest with you, I haven't had any other beers that have blown me away either. No. No. I keep no. trying them. And what'd you give it? Uh, three and a half. Consistently underwhelmed, especially for the cost. It's not cheap beer. Yeah, let's go with the. I like the other one much better. Um, Again, because Silford, you heard you heard me talking about brewing and and when you're going with flavors to start small. I think they went too big with this. The orange came out and grabbed me in the throat. Yeah, and and maybe that's where I'm getting the sour from then. And if if I want an orange, I'll go eat an orange. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would give this, you know, three and a quarter. But I would have rated that other one, the, the stout we had before this a good Silford, yeah, mm-hmm. a good three seven. Although I did not know this was nine and a half. I mean, it does hide. Oh, that's well. a nine and a half. Yeah, it hides it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hides it. Yeah, she hides it. Well, it should it be. It, it, with it, it, does, it definitely hides it well. There's no doubt. So maybe there should be another scale for. Holy shit! It's what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty common when we're drinking. Yes, it is. I'm drinking a lot of big beers. Just out of curiosity, what do you rate your own beers, or don't you? Oh yeah, good question. Like going back to like the one eyed Jack, the Twyman, and the and I wouldn't. Let's let's not even put it number on it, if you were to rate the three beers in order of the way you like them, like what beer do you like more than the other two, and not to say that they're lesser beers, but in your own personal taste, your favorite beer of the three was which one? I'm always going to grab the seasonals, and if there's an Oktoberfest, that's going to be the first one I go for. Um, I really do like the the um, Oduya, but... And, and I'll drink a lot of the Oduya, but there, there are times when I want that Christmas, so I will go to the Schweidman, and I can always drink a One-Eyed Jack. Yes. Um, so so it de- a lot of it depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. There are a couple places that, that we go out to, and, and one of them is a tourist area from Chicago, which um, so, so they really like the Oduya and, and, and that whole craft beer thing. But the, the One-Eyed Jack also sells well. And so... When I'm drinking out there, I'll tend to go towards a Schweidman just to try to balance right. out their stack. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We didn't sell that much of that, but we did a few, so it still looks, yeah. So I do like them all. Um, and, and I talked about starting with smaller uh, uh, client base, and part of it was because... I try to have at least a little bit of self-awareness <laughs> to the fact that just because I like these, other people don't. I wanted some, just right. you know, 
as much as you're looking for feedback, um, the the best feedback is is when people are laying their money on the table. Yeah, absolutely, yes. totally, yes. Yeah, what sells the best, obviously, is what if people it's want. Free the in most a glass in front of you, you're going to get whatever. But yeah. like you said, vote with your dollar. Personally, I would have thought the Schweid man would have been my best seller. One eyed Jack is. Yeah. Warm it up in the glass. What's your best seller then? Is it the Oduya? One I Jack. Well, Oduya is my summer, and that is the, the place I mentioned where we get a lot of people. That, yeah, why don't you go ahead and mention the three? I'm, I'm, I mean, this is your. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your beer. What are the three places again that people can find your beer on tap? Yeah. Or in, in the sure. So Fibs here in Rockton, they they carry One I Jack. Mm-hmm. There's a really nice restaurant in Beloit. I don't know if you're familiar. It's called Clara Bowl. Mm-hmm. They they originally carried the Schweidman. Uh, when the seasonal came out, they went to the Oduya. I I think they'll probably end up going to the Oktoberfest when that comes out, and then go back to the Schweidman once that closes out. Mm-hmm. Grand Avenue Pub here has it, and then well, of course all these can be bought at Everett's Liquor. And then as you go further north in Wisconsin, there is a place called the Beer Bank which carries all the lines that are out there. And then there's a campground uh, off of Turtle Lake. I don't know if you Turtle ever. Lake, but... And, and the, the campground there and, the, and the, the bar and grill there is called Snug Harbor. Okay. And a lot of times we'll go out there for karaoke and stuff. Cool. And, uh, and that's kind of how we got familiar with that place. And, and um, they carry all the beers, but they carry Oduya on tap. So cool. that's one thing I guess I didn't explain. Um, Clarabow carries uh, Oduya on tap, and all the beers that I have are when the beers of mine they carry are on tap. Fibs currently has One Eye Jack now just in the bottle that'll be going on tap soon. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to persuade them into also using the Oduya and keeping a tap open for the seasonal. And then Grand Avenue Pub, I don't know how familiar you guys are with there, but. They don't have any taps. They don't have no taps, so okay. everything's in a bottle. Okay. My my, I'm working on one thing locally here in Beloit that will be pretty significant. I have a meeting next week, and hopefully, I can close out the deal, which I don't want to say. But the the other thing I would really like to do, I don't know if you guys are familiar in Beloit, they have an Oktoberfest uh, party every. Theirs is actually usually the first week of October, so okay. we call we call it the city ignorant. <laughs> but but I would like get, I would like to get my my Oktoberfest on that main street there where they have it, just for that reason. Um, cool. I've, I've talked to Grand Avenue a little about that, and with a little bit of luck, maybe. I was I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I was going to mention to you is, uh, you know, you've got a decent. Uh, regular lineup and seasonal lineup. What are your um, wow. aspirations to uh, mm-hmm. try and uh, get into some of the local beer festivals that take place in oh, the yeah. area? I mean, uh, we all have been to Screw City. You know, this come up on year six. Um, you know, to to us, it's the official beer festival of the Beer with Friends podcast because it's local. It's the number one that we promote. Uh, within we you know love all the the organizers. <coughs> Excuse me. We frequent the you know organizations that run the festival and always have a good time there. Um, great taste would be number two, obviously. Yes. But uh, 
you know, I would think with something more local, it'd be a little easier for you to step into the market and get get some exposure for yourself. I mean, have you have you thought about that? Are you are you trying to work up to that, or is that something that you just uh, are trying to figure out how to get in in on? That you know, that's a good point. And and Screw Screw City is is the one that I'm looking at is the first one that I'll hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I toyed with looking trying to get into it this year, and I couldn't find the organizers. And, and st- as far as I know, there's still time if you want to get. And, and so now I was playing with it and thinking, well, maybe I'll just target it next <coughs> year. Um, allow me to get a little bit more established. Um, the the biggest paranoia I have right now is is when you're doing 200 barrels a year. Is I don't want to create. Uh, more demand than I can supply for. Okay. So, so you go to this place and and you want to order this beer, and now I can't keep them supplied. Well, even better, the what the there's one coming up in Rockton, real quick here. Um, that's uh, for a uh, it's a memorial uh, brew fest uh, that they had in Rockton last year. I'm trying okay. to remember the name of it. But uh, I would think just because of where you're located, that would... And it's smaller than Screw I'm City. I'm familiar right? with that one. No, I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. The, the last year, they did it the year. first year, and right. it, was a, it was a memorial beer fest for... Uh, uh, this, this guy died from uh, cancer, I believe. And it's a... Yeah. I, mean, I think his name is Todd, if I'm not mistaken. I not, it was not Todd... Uh, oh, no, he said cancer. I'm thinking of someone else then. Well, maybe it was something else, but it was it's it's a someone who passed. Someone had passed, and and this yeah. was their like memorial to him. And you know, what was it wasn't even cancer. I think it was a murder, wasn't it? Well, there was a uh, oh, one yeah. of my daughter's friends, and when you said Todd, I was actually thinking Tad, who died in a motorcycle accident three maybe, years ago. Maybe that's what it was. But Tad Cherry. I don't remember as it was. His name was, was a memorial for someone. His name was, was Tad Cherry, okay. and I can't remember. But it was, well, you know, her, it was small. They did, they was. did do something, and I'm trying to remember yeah. where it was. It was like up in. I got nothing with the area, but it was some kind of a, a park or something up here. I'll, uh, I'll t- I, if that, I'll have. To, I know the mother, if, of who I'm thinking of. Okay. Well, you guys, I'll reach out to her and see if that's. You guys that's talk about this beer we're drinking, and I'm going to figure it out in the meantime. What is a beer we're drinking? Ninja beer. Ninja. Yeah, that was. This that is that a celebratory was. beer for. Th- this is a, almost like a thank you for coming and uh, yeah. sharing not only your beer but your knowledge with us and uh, all the stuff. This is a uh, Bourbon County brand stout, 2015. Yes. Is it infected? No, and it is. Uh, no, of course not. These are so fourteen point three. Oh, like, of course not. These are my beers. <laughs> the stouts weren't infect- infected. No. So I already found the uh, information. That's for Hans Beer Fest. Hans Beer Fest. Hans. Okay. Yeah, and it's a memorial. Hans yeah, Meyer. I can believe it with this yeah. one. It's, it's uh, uh, happening smooth. July 16th. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, Saturday, July 16th, 2016, uh, from noon to 6. So it's obviously too late for you to get part yeah. get part of this. But, I mean, that would be... We could just stand be outside the, the fence like, with a keg. I actually had a call that week Yeah, I was right. It was Todd Hansmeyer... He was uh, he was murdered. Yeah. So it's oh, like one of his friends or something. Wasn't it? I remember the story. Oh, who needs friends like that? Right. Yeah, yeah somebody he knew. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. They, they didn't really know why it that, happened. It's almost as my. Uh, I think it was money in the long run. Yeah. 
My youngest daughter, actually the one that played at Green Bay, <coughs> she lives out in Denver now. And uh, so that's a great, great reason to go out to Denver. And oh, yeah. July and see her. But flying into Fort Collins and oh, Fort yeah. Collins. Oh. So we, we've got one or two days scheduled just doing there. And There's last, good beer there. Last time I was there, we toured. We were going to do the whole walking tour. And we got to Fat Tire, or I'm sorry, to New Belgium mm-hmm. Brewing. And they give a long tour. My gosh, how someone can come out of that tour sober. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen so much, and it's, you know, it's good beer, and, and they're a nice big, you know, their glasses about what you have, and it's not just a little, you know, like you squeeze out of yeah, It's not two ounce pour, right? It's a, oh my it's gosh, a big eight ounce pour. Yeah. Oh, is this New Belgium? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and they've got a great, great brewery mm-hmm. um, as far as the, the aesthetics of it. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, New Glarus. Yeah, yeah. You know how it's not just your box. Yeah. It's got a night. It's pretty. <clears throat> they make awful beer. <laughs> <laughs> they make the worst Oktoberfest I've ever had in my entire life. You I don't like their Oktoberfest? Oh, Staghorn's my favorite. Oh, okay. Staghorn yes. is the yeah. best. I well, love that beer. Until I try we'll say, yours, sir. That's right. So we'll see. Yeah, Staghorn's good. So to, just to clarify the whole the Hans Beer Fest, uh, Todd... No. Hans Meyer was uh, murdered by his friend. Uh, mm-hmm. He was 37 in June of 2014 um, at the call center he worked at. Yeah, that is place. And this is a memorial. What they do with the money from the beer festival is is they've set up a scholarship foundation at Hananiga High School. Oh. So um, you know the money goes to a uh, to a scholarship fund. Very cool. So, so my daughter came out to visit actually, and and she, you're talking about these festivals. Mm-hmm. She was telling me about somewhere out there they have a, a festival like this and they have a coffin race because we've always talked about maybe going to Harvard and getting oh. in a bed race or something. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. All right, coffin race? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's my my kid, so I even though she's 25, it's, I still didn't <laughs> use that language. Oh, no, my mother will. <laughs> but uh, so I said, what's, what's going on with that? And apparently there's this guy from way back when who lived in the town, and he he was like the early guy who pioneered the thoughts of cryogenics. <laughs> but it sounds like no it's way. not really cryogenics, but it sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's almost like a glorified stick him in the chest freezer type <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than that. Yeah. Right. So, so <laughs> we'll load him with crap and put him in our freezer. And Pop, drop some dry ice right. in there yeah. just to be yeah. safe. Yeah. Who the hell cares? <laughs> so, so the <laughs> Only in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, you know, probably smoking a doobie the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't um, be right not to. Right. <laughs> not if you're coming up with something like that. Oh, she gets so pissed off. You know, people have this this preconceived notion that Everyone's people from Colorado are all stoners. Yeah. Yeah. I said that's because no matter where I walk, I always see but someone toking on a pipe. Yeah, man. Freaking kidding! And Girl Scout cookies too. And you're not supposed away. to do it in public, you know? <laughs> well, they just eat it anyways. Everyone eats it if they ain't smoking yeah. it. Here's what I do: the next time I go out there. You get like four boxes of Twinkies and just throw yeah, them out there in the street and, and, and video it. And video it. It's like, and here's chaos right YouTube now. gold. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube gold. Either yeah. that or mac and cheese, right? Yes, absolutely. Six million views later, you're the new YouTube channel. Strip of bacon on it. Yeah, how about that? My granddaughter, since the age of three, referred to mac and cheese as stoner food. Yeah, that's <laughs> We we don't need to rate this beer, do we? No, we don't need to rate oh, this beer. Well, let, let, let's let's. Well, see maybe. What oh, I never. Uh, I, I like it. Right. I really do. Is I, this I the would first time it. you've ever had it? Yes. No way. Whoa. 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 
Whoa. See, this isn't one I would drink all the time, but I would no. give this a solid four. A Goose Island Virgin? See, this, this. No, I had Goose Island before, but, but never, not the bourbon. No. Wow. See, this, this to me is is, uh, I don't know. It's a specialty type. Yeah, it is. dessert it's beer. Special beer. Yeah. Well, they invented it. Yeah. Guess the ABV on it. Yeah, he already told, he told him. him the I gotta finish my story. I gotta tell you because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> the uh, so this coffin race. So this town has this big freaking festival where it's a big fundraiser, and and it's highlighted by the coffin races where they draw these huge entry fees where you build a coffin and someone sitting. You got to do all this crap and stuff. And the reason they do this, this is this is the amazing thing. Is because his family all died, and there's no one to pay for the electric bills Shut to up. keep him crying. So the city decided to <laughs> no take it on. This is the way they used to defer the cost to keep him frozen. Oh oh up. So they won't let him fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice. Allie, if you're listening, they're going to call out the number again. Call in and say this is Allie Gex, <laughs> and I'm verifying the story of the coffin <laughs> race. <laughs> what's the what's number? The number is three. Three two one four one three five three zero zero. Yeah, we have to look because we're drinking Urban Mountie. Urban um, County. Urban Mountie. Now, when it's infected, we drink Urban Mountie. Yeah, that's you know, true. you know the that's problem with that is I got three daughters, and now I've mentioned her two or three times. I mentioned the other, so now I'm going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we always knew she was your favorite. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> no. I've got a daughter she who's a pharmacist. That should probably be everyone's yeah. favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pharmaceutical later. And I, yes. then I've got my oldest one who brought me two grandchildren, so I can't complain about her. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Jim, this has been a lot of fun. Um, we definitely would look forward to uh, uh, trying any new beers that you have out there and uh, discussing with them. Uh, you, you pretty much have, anytime you want to try something new, you have an open invitation oh, to awesome. uh, yes. ask us to uh, yes. come on the show. And, and you can join in on the normal fun, and we'll drink your beer. In the in the meantime, we'll you know try your new beer and and you can join in on the regular show. Maybe that'll be a, oh, yeah. a new thing since you're uh, you're local to the uh, the studio. Easy I, drive. I'm more than welcome <laughs> to let you come back, and uh, it's oh, been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been uh, an easy interview. You've had plenty to say, and um, you fit right in with the group for sure. Yes. So, um, having said that, we'll get through all the uh, normal. Rigmarole, particulars, particulars. We don't the have business. we don't have any real uh, payout sponsors, but we do have some ways that you can help support the podcast. Yes. The first of all being uh, going to thearyman.com, clicking on the sponsor tab, and uh, buying anything you would normally buy through Amazon. Uh, the podcast will get a small portion of that uh, back, and uh, it helps keep the lights on, uh, publish things, hopefully buy us new equipment. Uh, at some point um, maybe even buy beer at one point but we're f- a long ways from that so uh, the second way is to support our sponsor phoenixbeardoils.com also made locally in Beloit, Wisconsin uh, Phoenix Beard Oils for anybody that has a beard you can uh, make your beard not only healthy but smell good and if you choose you can order the official beard oil of the Beer With Friends podcast I like your beard. That's right. It smells like hops, and it gives it a nice shine. So uh, reach out to uh, phoenixbirdoils.com. Use the, use the uh, promo code D2R. That's the letter D, the number 2, and the letter R. And get 10% off and a free sample. So that alone is worth its weight uh, in gold. Mm-hmm. So gold. get your beard all pretty, and uh, check out phoenixbeardoils.com. Mm-hmm. So... 
Uh, once again, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, the number is 321-413-5300. Let us know what you think of the episode. Give us your feedback. Ask us questions. Suggest beers to try. If you uh, want to uh, email us, we will read the emails on uh, the air. That email address is beerwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on the social medias, as it were, which we use, uh, Beer With Friends Podcast on Instagram and BWF Podcast on Twitter. Because Twitter says no more characters for Beer With Friends Podcast, so we had to do BWF Podcast. Twitter. Yes, too many characters is what I was told when I tried to type it all out. So, <laughs> Twitter. This has been a lot of fun. I look forward to uh, trying more beers, and I... Uh, uh, Wish you luck and continued success. Um, I think you're headed in the right direction, and everything is uh, hopefully, you know, going the way you want it to go. And uh, you know, it's it's always good to try something local to uh, the area for sure. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. This has been a very fun, very fun. We're gonna finish our uh, little bit here. Yeah. Urban Mountain. Urban County. Yes. Not infected. <laughs> Urban Mountain. This time. No, it's not you guys have inspired me. How about a beer you market towards college kids called Beer Bong? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 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 Keystone like Light. It. You got you to sell it for really, really cheap. <laughs> right. That'd yeah. be called ice. Yes. 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 Beer Bong ice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> hey, go to your sound effects page once. Uh-oh. Yeah, you see me looking Uh-oh. at it. Play the lower right one on my to my right. Right there. This one? Yeah. Oh boy. Excuse me. Your balls are showing. <laughs> I'm trying to figure What's out what show that's from. Uh, it's from uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's. I thought it was Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's his outro song right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, and as always, from the Beer with Friends podcast, drink well and drink craft. Cheers.
been listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.